downright un-American. No patriot. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. It's all about the money. Anti-American. They want the money. It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. Patriotism. Anti-American. They were like death. And un-American. Un-American. He's a treasonous. Yeah, just why not? It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. They want the money. I'll tell you something. Anti-American. Un-American. I mean, they certainly didn't seem to love our country very much. Un-American. Welcome to another episode of Un-American, the show about traitors, turncoats, and treasonists, where no fraud or grifter is safe. I am Brandon, and I am joined today by Frank. How are you doing today, Frank? I'm doing pretty good, Brandon. You want to know why? I do want to know why. I I, I recently got a feeling that I think you have had for a while, and, and Jim, possibly Jim's not with us tonight, but I think you guys are familiar with this feeling where I was not before. The feeling of uh, nurturing something and keeping it alive. <laughs> yeah, I th- would Although, say that we kind will, of we ha- you you might in be, a position where we have to be. You might be familiar with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think yours is a little more relevant. Mine is just I, I've been keeping plants alive, and nice. I finally start, I finally started to get like some some peppers and stuff off them. That's awesome. Weirdly, yeah, weirdly, I've had a tomato plant for two years. I've not gotten one fucking tomato no off that shit. thing. Still alive, still growing. It's huge. My mom has a bunch of uh, tomato plants. In fact, we were uh, over at their house um, yesterday for my dad's birthday, and my kids went out and picked all the tomatoes for her. Um, and they were allowed to this time. The last <laughs> time they were not supposed to be doing that. A but premature picking. But yeah, I'll have to ask her and maybe pass some some uh, uh, advice along. To I ya. I was so proud of these little plants that I've kept alive for a year that I found, like I'm get I'm on my second round of getting peppers off them and I nice. think I like. I'm like, is this what Brandon goes through with having kids? Like, this is awesome. <laughs> yes. Maybe I should have a son. Yes, it's exactly the same as having as picking kids. Picking a pepper. Yes. yes. Um, awesome. I am doing pretty all right, too. Uh, I will tell you why. Um, I'm happy uh, that we were able to get another TDAP episode out last week. Um, and that kind of the way that that relates to this episode too, um, is because, uh, by now, if you've clicked on the episode, you know, that we'll be discussing Laura Ingram. Um, I'm purposely picked an episode tonight that is pre Afghanistan fall, um, because I watched her most recent episodes and, uh, I knew that it was at the time of recording, it's too fresh for me to not just start screaming at, at her for being involved with Fox News. That's and the, the great, bo- yeah. That's the great, um, balancing act that we do <clears throat> on this show. Yeah. If we pick something that's too, like, in the news and too frequent, we're not going to have, like, the, the, the respect and the time away from it to do it justice. We're right. just going to scream and get upset and call yeah. them names. I felt kind of like, to me, this feels similar to when you and I, um and luckily Jim was not available for that episode either. But when we did the insurrection episode, if, had Jim then been there on um, when we covered January sixth, we'd all be dead by now. We all would have killed each other. Yeah, well, and I think too, there's there's that or there's the potential that it would have been a way less toned down or a way more toned down um episode. But the, here's one of here's what I will say about that podcast and and uh and that episode of it specifically. I was glad and I still stand by. 
um, my feeling of I don't want this to be a toned down episode. But if you'll remember, we still put a week and a half between when we between when it happened and when we were scheduled to record. And we we took a break for a minute because like we knew that like the blood pressure is going to get too high for this. And it still did. And it still did. Um, But and and I'm not. I'm not in any way ashamed of where we got the level that we got to and the amount of the amount of curse words I, on that episode. I, I don't remember that episode uh, very well, but I remember there being a trade off of you got really mad and I was like, "All right, I'm just I'm just sad." And I, then we switched at one point, like yeah. ten minutes later. I will. Re- I I do remember that there were a couple of extra breaks through the recording of that episode so that we could calm down. Um, and then if you go listen to that episode, uh, you, we are very much not calm. Um, but that's, yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I'm happy that we were able to get back to that feed. Um, it yeah, was, and if you, if you do, or if you, cause I know Jim hasn't been here in the last couple episodes. Mm-hmm. We are Jones in to hear Jim. We did get him in. Yes. Well, uh, he's been dealing with, uh, it, son stuff. So it's a little easier for him to record. It remotely. was one of the reasons that that is my, uh, silver lining for this week is because you and I are back in the room together. Um, because like, and, and it's unfortunate that Jim got sick, um, and wasn't able to make it tonight, but that I enjoyed doing that episode just because of talking about, um, uh, current events and whatnot. Um, but it was really weird because we were on the phone with each other instead of in the room together, we didn't get to rely on clips and it made me realize how much I prefer this format to having clips uh, to relate to and to like kind of discuss what's going on through the court. Like, I just like this format. It feels since we've been doing it in 2021 on an American, it just feels like I've fallen into this groove of, uh, of this is like my new comfort. So it was really weird to me when we did the TDAP because like I started that episode and then realized that like, Shit, I have to remember how to pivot without having something guide me to pivot to, pivot to the next sound clip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so, so I, so for and that, I remember even you opening that episode being like, I am so used to the new way. I don't remember how we did it for four years. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's already uh, gone. So, so in that sense, the, the, my, my silver lining would be the, the, the experience of doing that again and getting back to, to that, but also because of that. Um, being in a position where, like, now I'm back to being comfortable and, and sitting in the same room with you and knowing <laughs> kind of how this is going to go uh, before we before we get too far into it. So um, we are going to talk about Laura Ingram tonight. Um, and like I said, we are not going to – we're going to do a pre-Afghanistan. We're going to – I promise you that on the Un-American feed soon we will discuss Afghanistan um, in in some detail, more so than her skipping – through a show of full of topics. Um, but one of the things that's nice about this episode being a little bit before Afghanistan um, is that this is just stupid. In fact, the, this episode, like her content on this episode, which is from August 11th uh, of uh, 2021 of the um, Ingram angle on Fox News, uh one of the, it's so stupid that I don't even think that we'll get to classify her at the end of this episode the way she deserves to be classified based on the content that she had for this episode. Like, we're going to shit on her a lot, I promise. Um, but I don't think that she's going to get quite as far in this episode as I know that she is. 
And so it sets us up for a future angle or a future Ingram angle <laughs> episode. Uh, and that is how she got the name for her show. Yes. Um, so so with that being said, we're going to get into it in just a second. Um, but before we do that, I want to take a moment to say that if you do like the show and you want to support what we're doing, you can head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash unamerican and become a Patreon patriot today. Bonus content is available um, as well as merch and all kinds of cool stuff. And we do greatly appreciate your support of the show. So much. It has bought me dozens of tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, we will get into August 11th, 2021. Um, but before we get going, I do want... You're going to really enjoy this Freudian slip. Like, you really are. You prepped me for this. I, now I'm very curious I'm bummed. This I'm kind of bummed that Jim's not here for this one because it just... Uh, I I enjoyed this, and and what's great about it is it is literally the first moment of her show, and I was just like, well, that's that's perfect. Oh, are we on? Oh gosh, hi Sean, how <laughs> are on. you? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I know you have a great show. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up a little bit where you left off. Do you know what Hunter Biden's tattoo? is of do you know what it's up you know what's the tattoo is okay I, i'm sorry you're breaking up on me i can't hear i guess we got cut <laughs> all off all right you gotta you gotta watch to find out okay <laughs> that's how this show is gonna go just so wait, you know wait, do you do you have the answer what what i want to know the answer to this joke. no she there's never punchline she never gives what? us the answer here a fucking tease here's the punchline Laura, Laura Ingram is so shitty that even Sean Hannity was like, I don't want to be associated with this. Fuck this. I can't hear you. You're breaking up. I'm going through a tunnel. You guys are <laughs> sitting across the studio from each other. Um, and Sean Hannity was not playing this bullshit. And okay, I, I want to put myself in her mind. What's the worst <laughs> thing you can answer to that? What What is the punchline? What is Hunter Biden's tattoo? Uh, uh, probably um, a prostitute with a crack pipe. Yeah, right. right? Like, or like um, a fourth laptop, maybe. Oh, uh, that's a good something one. Something like yeah. that. I don't know. Um, uh, um, a tattoo that says, "My dad's the president." You have to let me go, sir. A tattoo of him painting himself painting something. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Um, uh. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into this episode, August eleventh, um, and uh, we're. I'm a little bit bummed that Jim is not here. Um, only because we're going to do a lot of COVID talk. We're going to do a lot of, she's going to hit, she, she does a good job uh, as far as her base is concerned, like of, of, of followers, listeners, viewers, whatever, um, of just Ingramites. like, yeah, she, she hits the, she hits the points that they all do on Fox. So she, so in, in that sense, like we're going to get more than just COVID, but we're going to start with COVID. But I guarantee you it will all be fair and balanced. Oh, 100%. 100%. They wouldn't be allowed to say it if it wasn't true. Yeah, with, yeah without, without a doubt. Controlling kids with fear. That's the focus of tonight's angle. Right before they do something really horrendous, Democrats typically invoke the children. That is what we're all about, the future for the children. If you work hard, you can do better and pass on even greater opportunities for your children. The people must be able to decide our country's future, to determine your future, the future of your children. <laughs> yeah, the young people, they're always the ones paying the steepest price in the twisted world they're creating. Now, when kids need clarity and objective truth, schools teach gender confusion and racial animosity, all controlled by activists who are in bed with the teachers unions who are in bed with the Democrats. 
they're bought and paid for. Well, that must be a fact because she said it. Like, right. Every teacher you've ever met, and met, including the teachers I grew up with in rural Missouri, who tried to teach me that the Civil War was about states' rights. <laughs> right. They were all controlled by the liberal unions. Yep. Yep. No. All of them. They fucking. I had a science teacher who refused to teach us evolution because he was a creationist, and yeah. he led the state creationist school, like the yeah. whatever the fuck it was, the the like Christians against. Fucking evolution. Yeah. the That is not remotely true. No, it's not. It, but it's... Uh, you, <sighs> you know why people like this... You know why the right says, like, bags on teachers? They were all homeschooled. They've never met a teacher. Yeah. yeah. That is why. Well, and you have early on touched on a point that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Oh! Um, it's like I can read their shitty minds. Yeah. I also love... Just to go back, I love that her two examples of the crazy things liberals say are, like, very tame examples that we've heard Republicans say a bunch. It's essentially, like, think of the children. Yeah. That is, the like, that is a, the, that like, when you become a politician, left or right, that's the first script they give you. Yeah. She does a lot of that, like, mocking shit, and it doesn't, like, I hated it when t- when we listened to Tucker Carlson do it. I hated it when we listened to Sean but Hannity do it. I feel it. like they actually picked clips that made their points seem valid, that we actually had, like, that was nothing. If you listen no. to that and you're actually upset, it's just because AOC's saying and it. And she does a lot. Or whoever. I would say that Ingram, so far, maybe. We can try to keep count as we go along. But there's an awful lot of points that she's going to make throughout, every time it happens. throughout the, the course of this episode that I'm like, when I when she says it, I'm like, but are you, do you know what you're saying? Because I think you're saying, I think you're saying the opposite of what you think you're, okay, whatever. She goes on. Meanwhile, our so-called public health officials, all progressives, are turning our young people into COVID paranoiacs. Dear Superintendent, Dr. Green, and school board members, I would like to encourage the requirement of masks at school in Duval County. I'm so worried that if masks are not required, my brother could go to school one day and the next be dying in the hospital. At school, I wear two masks because I want to make sure I don't get sick. Now, this is so sad, and I blame the parents, but mostly I blame the Democrats. They want everyone scared. They want you in hiding. They don't want you to talk to your neighbors. They don't want you to go to church. They want you to be waiting for the next order from the CDC. It's cruel. The road to hell, it's paved with, please keep your distance stickers. That is quite possibly the stupidest sentence that has been uttered on this show. Um, Yeah, I'd agree with you. You know, there are so many things wrong with it. First of all, this is very basic, and I feel like this is this is because she did not probably didn't go to school. She's probably homeschooled. <laughs> she doesn't realize this. Masks are not like condoms. Wearing two of them does not negate their effectiveness. No, no, it doesn't. And she's right? also the first one does not can- cancel out the second one and make it like so like oh my god we're like isn't... we're not strangling kids. They can't. They can breathe. Isn't... They can still talk to people. She seems to be trying to make the point that, like, oh, isn't it horrible what these Democrats have done to these kids? But also from, like, the from the place of, like, kind of bullying the kids in with her right. response and shit. Almost saying to the kids, like, you, this isn't actually what you would think if your minds weren't poisoned. I also do want to say that I've watched uh, multiple videos with that little girl. The little girl's name is Lila Hartley, and her brother, who was at the end of that clip, is Will Hartley. Um, they wrote uh, the superintendent of their school a letter. or Well, she did. She wrote a, the superintendent uh, a, a letter, um, which you kind of heard the beginning of that. I've watched the video 
video of her talking about that and and a lot of her news interviews since. One of the things that I do think I don't like the fact that they're interviewing a child like that. Here's the thing, though. You know, um, either side. It's if, not if Laura Ingram's point is that the media is trying to scare these kids or um, use them in whatever way. Like uh, one thing that I think is important for context is that like. The media didn't call her and ask her to write her school. She's a cute little 12-year-old girl who wrote something that is written decently well for a 12-year-old. And, and like, she was probably helped by her mom, and then some local newscaster saw it and thought, this makes a great human interest right. story. And then it becomes... It's shitty. It's a... It's a uh, it's an example of why the twenty-four hour news cycle is a you know right. it creates problems. Well, and then it but be- it's not evil. It get, it becomes this national thing because more stations pick it up. Right. One of the things though that I think is important about what I watched her say in multiple uh, videos and interviews, and she's talked to member like she's skyped with multi- uh, with members of the uh, school board and stuff about her letter or whatever. Um, one of the things that I think is important for context is that the reason that she is saying. Laura Ingram sets it up as if it's this like uh, these kids are ill informed so and it's scared. Almost, it's like a cult, right? The, the the reason Laura Ingram is saying this, it's it's essentially saying that like the kids can't possibly believe this. What the real reason is that they're trying to keep you from talking to your neighbors. They're trying to isolate right. you yeah, to this all, cult mentality with all the lockdowns that don't exist. Which and, also is yeah. like. Democrats are not isolating you. Democrats are coming out early saying, use Zoom, use your phone, right. text, your fr- text your grandma. Wear a mask Just and then don't go fucking back walk to life. Up close to people. Right. Like, yeah. which should be a, like, I don't know about you. I can hear people when they're 10 feet away from me. Right. It's not an impediment. The, the reason that Lila Hartley is nervous, as she says herself in multiple uh, videos that are available all over is her brother um, like at risk her brother i i see that's the first question that i had too he is as far as i could tell he's not at risk they don't go into any like he has xyz um but he is 10 she is 12 she can get vaccinated he can't so she is worried also that like unvaccinated even if, kids even if he doesn't have an underlying condition or autoimmune deficiency he's still at risk in the sense that there is something that is real that is killing children yeah that you know like wasn't killing children a couple of years ago and god forbid a 12 year old girl she might cares not under- about her 10 year old brother right. and she might not understand um the statistics of how unlikely it is for a healthy 10 year old to catch it and die right but also if you're a 12 year old big sister you don't fucking care no and you know my biggest argument is that that if laura ingram is going to have an issue with the way the media is using uh this video or this story then she is also <sighs> equally responsible for using it in the opposite she fashion. Is, she's essentially saying how dare you use this little g- cute girl to uh further your political agenda let me show you how it's done right yep yeah She does that. Like a piece of wet fabric that kids bite on all day long is going to be a magic seal against one of the most transmissible viruses we've ever seen. It's ridiculous. Now, buffoons like Norman, Oklahoma school board member Linda Sexton thinks so because she tried terrifying kids into mass compliance in a subtle, quite gentle way. That was sarcasm. It's just not okay for kids to commit murder by coming to school without a mask. And when it comes down to it, it's possible. They will, ch- they will cause a death of another child because they come to school without a mask. That's not okay. Well, she later apologized, but sorry, that's not okay. It's not okay. Hold on. She admitted that she apologized. 
Right. I think if you just leave that line out, it furthers your point better. Like, because your point is faulty. What I'm going to argue is that, like, you just cherry picked somebody who did say something stupid. And you, because I, I agree that calling it murder well, when the she way said she that, did, yeah, like, that puts an onus on the child that they knew what they were doing carrying right. this disease that they couldn't see. Which at the end of the day, like they, they didn't. No, it's not murder. It's it, what you should have said is a, a child should not be there responsible in any way for the death of another child, whether they know it or not. Right. And there's a, that's a possibility with a transmissible Espe- disease, especially you know? if their parents are only doing this shit for political ideology. Right. Again, though, like. like I'll agree with Laura Ingram that that is a stupid choice of words, and she should apologize for yeah. it. I'm glad she did. Yeah. Her point, still valid. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. If, if we can prevent children from dying, even if it's just a couple of thousand nationwide by wearing masks, why don't we do it? Yeah. Don't we do seatbelts and fucking uh, safety cribs for the same reason? Yeah. How many things have been recalled because a couple of people died? Don't we, f- like, we force people to have car insurance which doesn't save people's lives, but, but it, it pays for them if but they it get pays horribly for them. maimed right. or injured. Yes. Yeah. Like we, and no one says that we, you have to get a license to drive a car. That is not a, uh, an uh, infringement on your rights, the unless other, you're the, the ultimate Ron Swanson libertarian. The other thing, too, that I – that these Republicans need to – need to understand um and the anti-vax i won't even say republicans because there are plenty of vaccinated republicans that wear masks um the 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 school is allowed to do this shit like the schools are allowed to mandate or not the schools are allowed to tell your kids to wear a uniform or not like and if you don't like that then you can fight the school or take your kid to a different school like the last time i was at the school for my um younger sibling i they had a christmas tree up Right, around, like I wasn't offended. No one maybe they made them take it down. To me, it's just like the the. the <sighs> I wish the school, the schools and workplaces and everywhere in society would have the balls to be like, "Excuse me, Karen, your science is wrong. You don't understand what you're talking about." Ergo, we're going to ignore you and tell you you still have to do X, Y, Z because because there's this whole like hesitancy because people will come and they'll be like. Because, A, because some of these administrators and shit believe the shit, the meme shit, that is like, oh, well, if you wear a mask, you're breathing in your own germs, so you're going to get sick. Double and sick. It, and it's like, no, just tell those people that they're stupid, that they don't understand and understand he, science, and since we teach it here within this organization. Maybe they should come back with their kid yeah. and sit in on a class. Audit a class. Please, audit a class. It's it's. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? <laughs> Apparently fucking not. Apparently most, there's a lot of people. I won't yeah, say I'm most, what, but what there's that, a lot of I'm people. I'm not going to repeat her name, but the little girl, like the reason... I don't know for certain, but I would guess the reason she felt the need to write that letter is because she asked her mom, why Why do we have to wear a mask? And her mom explained, oh, th- there's a flu going around. It'll prevent people from getting sick. And when people get sick, some people die. So it just prevents people from right. ever getting hurt. The same way. And that- then her mom's like, we should do that at school. Or the-, the girl's like, we should do that at school. It's yeah. like, yeah, we fucking should. That's exactly the same way that Daniel Tiger explained the pandemic to my kids. Um, right. You know, like, it, it's just like, this isn't. This isn't difficult. And my kids didn't fight me. My kids my kids are three and four. And they like they're not a fan of wearing masks, but guess what? I also, we went is, to the store today and they didn't take it off. That is and amazing they didn't to try me. to. So they I, didn't have a problem. I had my nieces and nephews in a Walmart, three kids. And I could not get them to quit grabbing toys off the shelf and keeping them, but all three of them kept their fucking mask yeah, on the never, entire time. Never touched it. And I was I, I the, the thing I kept thinking is like, how are you <clears throat> already more advanced than most of the adults I know? Yeah. Yeah, 
It's ridiculous. Um, Laura Ingram is going to invent some scenarios now. Even liberals, though, are starting to admit the absurdity of this. We know today that many of the face cloth coverings that people wear are not very effective in reducing any of the virus movement in or out. We need to talk about better masking. We need to talk about N95 respirators. All right, so even better. We're going to put a tight-fitting surgical-grade mask on our kids for seven hours a day and then expect them to perform just so well. Oh, yeah, perfectly adjusted. An automatic three-day suspension for any student who forgets his mask at home, especially the N95. Okay, first of all, there is no N95. She just made that up because of what she had just played. And right. there is no suspension because she's just making that up as a suggestion. Also, um, it, it, she said, like, even they're admitting that their their points are made up. And their point was not made up. Their point was that, like, hey, the cloth masks that a lot of people are using, they're not actually preventing that much. Right. Like, if you truly want to get scientific about it, there's a reason there is a hospital grade for a mask. Right. You know? Like, yeah. Even her example of Democrats admitting it, they're not admitting it. No. You fucking stupid idiot. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're Listen not. Listen to their words. Uh, it's it's frustrating. Also, and no Democrat is claiming that if you just stick on a 95, like an M95 mask, you, you won't have any problems. It won't be annoying. You know, that like students won't suffer from the distraction. No one is claiming that, that everything will be hunky-dory. Yeah. What we're claiming is that less people will die, which is scientifically a fact. Uh. But don't you know, at least from Laura Ingram's uh, perspective, that all of this is just designed to scare you because <laughs> and her show isn't because fear is a way to control you. Right. I mean, I, I mean, wait, haven't we listened? We've listened to about five minutes of her show. and She's already tried to claim that the doctors, the, the teachers, the unions all super and the liberals which i mean i don't know conservatively constitutes about 70 percent of this country Mm -hmm. are all against you and trying to like yep she really yeah while admitting while admitting in the middle of it though that this is the most transmissible like a highly contagious yeah like she said that there's that's why like she doesn't have a leg to stand on she is the fucking pirate with two wooden legs yeah but frank boo now let's be clear The left isn't doing any of this because they're worried about Governor DeSantis or because there are too few people vaccinated. And they're not instilling fear because they're still Americans who have questions about the vaccinations. The truth is they'd do this even if everyone was vaccinated. They'd do it in states where they control every aspect of government. They'd do it and they'd do much more if there were no Republicans at all. Why? Because their agenda is based on fear. Sure, fear of COVID, but fear of climate change, fear of capitalism, fear of standards, fear of hard work, fear of religion, fear of your fellow Americans, fear of our history. They want to terrify our kids, to train them to feel helpless and afraid, to teach them that the world is a very terrifying place. And only the experts in big government can protect them. This is evil. Yeah, it's Hang evil, on. but not but not what you're talking about. Just what you're talking about. Like, let's, um, I, I hate the whataboutism, but um, let's play the game for a minute. The left makes you fear religion and 
<laughs> what, what else is it? Americanism, uh, patriotism, like whatever. The the right doesn't make you fear Islam and atheism and fucking uh, socialism. And even China, the, they they literally call it the communist the the Chinese Communist Party yeah. to make it scarier. Yeah. Um. Yeah. In fact, Rudy Giuliani, which just to further your point about how they how who's they, someone who I'm sure has been on her show prob- multiple times. Oh, I'm sure. Um, he has his own podcast, and we I was listening to that to try to uh, decide what episode or what we were going to talk about. You poor man. Uh, yeah, it was. It was funny. Um, he didn't mean for it to be funny. He didn't know. <laughs> no, but the the anyway to further your point, he calls COVID the CCP virus. Right. Like, that is the Chinese. Communist Party, yeah, and that's the way they have to frame it to make it more racist and to, and to brand it in your mind, yeah. So like, and I'm not arguing that she that the left doesn't have their own boogeyman, but to pretend that like the only problems in America, the only problems we have are because the left like to lead by fear, yeah, and not not to pretend that we spent fucking four months pretended uh, afraid of a caravan that all of a sudden disappeared, right? How about when it became expedient to the political views? How about views? fucking uh, four years just with a bully in the White House who entirely like his entire game was right? leading? Do you by remember fear? when he made people be afraid of football players kneeling? Yeah, how scary was that? Yeah, Ooh. it was. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, also, I I hate her because I we're not watching her. But I can hear her smiling as she says this. Yeah. And I want to punch the shit out of her face. You're going to get... Like, besides Ben Shapiro, she's the most... Well, maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene. We have a lot of punchable people on this show. Oh, most of the list is punchable. I don't want to... Like, yeah. The entire list is punchable. She's getting there with a bullet, though, Brandon. She's fucking going up the list. Yeah, she is. Um... Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uh, argue over her next point because it it's built on faulty ground. But thankfully, parents nationwide have finally begun to fight back as they did in Tennessee yesterday. No more masks. I'll see you in court. Yes, my child will not be Doctor Fauci would be so disappointed in you people. By the way. Why wasn't Dr. Fauci and Francis Collins constantly lecturing kids about masks during the nasty 2019 flu season when a record 188 of them died? By comparison, in the 18 plus months COVID has been with us, 354 kids have died. Tragic, no doubt, but the rate is still lower than the nasty influenza season when thousands were dying. Okay, first of all, that's a bullshit way to look at that statistic. Okay, it, yeah, 188 kids oh, died. Her point doesn't even make sense. She said 188 kids during the nasty flu season, but we've already lost double that during COVID. Right. Now the Her re- point is fucking negates itself. The reason, though, that, the she's, number doubled. that she's trying, the point that she's trying to make is that we're talking about uh, Why are we masking up when we didn't then? Well, kind of like thing? a three to four month period for the flu, whereas we're talking about 18 months for COVID. That's right. what she's trying to do with the numbers without actually doing the work to tell her audience, right. How many... which is who is not smart enough to know that that's what she's trying to do. Um, so, But that's the point of those numbers. At the same time, though, 188 kids died in the, I guess she said 2019-20 flu season. That would have been the start of COVID, too, right. when things started to lock down and shut down and people weren't allowed and to be around each I other. Also, yeah. I would argue that would curb the numbers. Also, I guarantee you, because you know what also has gone down now that we've started wearing masks and socially distancing? 
flu cases. Sicknesses. It's been, it has been the like the least serious flu season for the normal flu because a COVID has taken over when people do get sick, right? And b because like masks also prevent against other things besides COVID. Well, and that was an argument that I made through the entire. Uh, in TDAP Dark series when we were doing it from our from separate our locations, bunkers. yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, that I like, and I've made the point since that once we started wearing masks, we stopped getting sick. My son, who has respiratory issues that he was born with and shit, um, was always sick. Always, how many times were you guys here prior to the pandemic? And Philip was always sick. He always had a fever. He always was snotty. Yeah. He was always coughing and wheezing and shit. No, it's hard to tell because most kids are just constantly a little bit always right. running a fever. As soon as like he got away from daycare and started, if he went in public, he didn't for a long time. But it's like now when he wears a mask out in public, like the kid doesn't get that. We've been we he's been sick one time in eighteen months. Right, and and honestly, and I could if someone if Laura wants to make the point that like hey have we ever thought about the fact that like kids getting constantly sick builds their immunity so they live longer like if you want to have a scientific conversation about that like fine we might be trading in safety for covid from uh, uh, you know we might be trading right. in that safety for a different safety later on down the road that's a fine conversation to have but for her to be just like parents are fighting back and then cut to like three hick parents right who i guarantee you complain at every fucking meeting Based on what they read off, to and Facebook. probably don't have kids, just knew that the meeting was going on and have strong opinions about COVID, so they just showed up. Like, I also want to be like, you're, "All right, you're so mad. Go homeschool your kids. We'll see how smart they are in ten years." Yeah. So we're talking about uh, COVID, right? But we couldn't get through that on a Fox program without a little dog whistling. Now, when today's Democrats aren't pushing masks on our kids, they're pushing victimhood on them. In this depressing daily drama, everyone who is not white is aggrieved. Everyone who's not white is discriminated against. And everyone who is not white should be able to jump the line and get special benefits due to America's past and ongoing mistreatment of them. In other words, Democrats are teaching our young to rely on things like skin color to get ahead. Forget the concept of hard work and using your God-given talents, which everyone has. Why bother with that when you can shout, threaten, and intimidate your way to the top? So you might be wondering what that is. What is that? That is the, uh, that's like, uh, I don't know that it's necessarily from the George Floyd protest, but it's BLM uh, protest. One, uh, one of the protests one for the, of the, the, yes. the, the police shootings, yeah. But should, that's a complete false no, well, equivalency it, like, to... Uh, uh, let me assume, is it a, is, it's, a, it's a minority telling a white person to move the fuck back? Because that's all I heard. In the uh, clip, I heard someone say "move the fuck back," and the only well, way I to heard apply say her name in the background. how does that make up her case? It it doesn't. It doesn't. And if that's the best she can find, a random person with a clip that doesn't illustrate at all what she said, she's also trying to. So she she's kind of in the in a segue here, right? Like, what if you want to look at the formula that she's using to to get to her points? She's talked about kids now. She's talked about how the left is evil and all the educators are evil too. I think the right really has a problem with education and educators. Yeah, because um, the more educated you get, the more you realize they're full of fucking shit. The more left you get. 
get. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because uh, the... you have to read both sides of the story. Idiots only read one side of the story because they don't like to read. Yeah, I mean, there was that. there's the whole argument, especially with COVID, that, uh, well, the science is changing all the time. How come Fauci said this and then he said this? Because... It's almost like he's a scientist and he bases his opinions on the facts. Well, Ooh. and when, when smart people learn new information, they say they... new information. Yeah. Like, they, they, you don't just hold the line because you fucking want to believe also, something. Just to go back to her point, I hate this idea because they love Republicans like Laura Ingram love nothing more than to cast themselves as the victims, right? And then while pretending that that's what their enemies do, they like to play the victimhood. Mm-hmm. And the way she says it is like anybody who's non-white, right? They get to play the victim now. Yeah, like really? Didn't you just have a huge problem with Me Too? And right. white women coming out and saying that they're ra- and, and 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 like putting them down, saying that like that we shouldn't be putting out settlements, all this other shit. In Fox the- News had a very clear line about that. That wasn't a minority. Women are. But you I see- hate this. We had a recent the, the recent cens- census talked about the fact that white Americans have gone down to sixty percent, the lowest we've ever been in this country, and that's just white people in general. Take out women who we see as a minority because of the fact right. that they are you know put upon when they say the minority. Is uh, get special treatment. What they're talking about is most people want to be treated fairly, right? And that the the yeah. small group that are white men are pissed off that they have to give up their ninety percent of the pie, right? Yeah, no, that's that's I, really what they're getting yeah. to. But you understand where she's going, right? Well, she started with kids and how evil the system is to kids, and or the left system is to kids, whatever. Um, and now she has brought in BLM and like she and victimhood. And she's victimhood. playing that card so hard. You, yeah. Um, you imagine you can. I'm going to let you guess what topic she is working her way to because you're about. We're, I mean, are we going back to critical race theory? Might as well. Oh God damn it. The worst is how Democrats try to market racial guilt, like it's a product that anyone wants to buy. You're going to recognize this. The more you kind of dive into that, the more I'm really realizing how deeply rooted racism is into like my everyday thought process. A living embodied anti-racist culture does not exist among white people. White people got to start getting together, specifically around race. White accountability groups are really helpful. There's a period of deep shame for being white. Wait, I'm having flashbacks to episode 10. Yeah, you are. You are. This ben, is Ben, white-ass, white bread Shapiro covered this the exact same The Washington fucking... Post video. That yeah. They, and I just, I kept it in there because I was like, oh, how perfect. They, they would just be borrowing each other's material. Um, this is like when CNN years ago put out the, this is a banana. Some people will tell you it's an apple. Yeah. And then that became like, of course it's going to become a target for the right because it's inherently a silly fucking, you know, thing to put out. Yeah. The Washington Post should have never put this out because of course people are going to mock it. Yep. One of the things, too, that uh, I don't know. I just it's, uh, I'm just frustrated. Like, as soon as she started talking about the kids and then started working race in there, I was like, God damn it. I know where you're going. This gets to my point, though, that she's going to try to say that, like, all minorities, like, if you count all the minorities up in America, you're talking about most Americans that want right. equal rights. And she's trying to lump them all into, like, no, they just don't want to use their God-given talents that they definitely do have because God yeah. is real. She's also, they just want to bitch until they get stuff handed to them. She's also blowing through all these points without any context or any setup or any explanation for what... Like, I don't have, <laughs> to, I don't have to talk to you about critical race theory because we've already had this conversation. Right. And when you get to episode 10, you can listen to that conversation. And we can break that all down. And Ben I talks now have a lot my faster op- than her. Well, and I now have yeah. my opinion... Based Based on that conversation of 
how I feel about critical race theory and how it's used by the right wing media and why we even talk about it. Like, honestly, the right right wing media has probably been more helpful to making people aware of critical race theory. And because I didn't know what it was until the right no, granted, started yelling about it. How many it. people also and, did they make afraid of it? Who oh, never I'm, heard oh, of it? Oh, I'm sure. Right. And that's their game. And, like, they had to gamble at some point. That, that, that there's going to be more pissed off people than people yeah. who read up on the actual. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, it it does have the reverse effect, too. Because if not for Ben Shapiro, if not for Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson and shit, I would never have heard of it. And I wouldn't have looked into it. And I wouldn't have been like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like that, that makes sense. You're and just it, talking about history. Yeah, it, it's like it's weird that you're putting a different term. Like you know, it, and the it, only reason we need the term critical race theory is because our textbooks are written in Texas. That's right. It. If they were written Pretty in much. a normal state that actually had like historians, right? You know, like <laughs> put, yeah. you know, like weighing in. Right. Um. You have any idea? Who is to who is the boogeyman of critical race theory? Critical race theory. <clears throat> it's got to be someone it, black, right? It, no, it's no? not a person. It's a. It's like a, oh, the ACL. An, oh wait, it's the, another um, one of those buzzwords. NAACP. That, that, Antifa. No, not Antifa. Not that far. Um, but it's another Ooh. one like the uh, liberal educators or NAACP or Hollywood the, the unions. Or, uh, Hollywood. The gays. Nope, not the gays. Big tech. The gays. <laughs> this bombardment is so unhealthy the last kids thing kids need or should be obsessing over is politics they don't know anything yet they need a grounding in the basics an understanding of the fundamentals of western civilization they can make up their own mind after that but none of this concerns the democrats or what their donors in silicon valley want because big tech they love to get kids hooked as early as possible on screens, on keyboards, on games, and social media, where they learn that the freakier and angrier you are, the better, as long as you don't waver from the far-left orthodoxy. How long do you think you can continue to ignore the climate crisis, the global aspect of equity and historic emissions, without being held accountable? Sooner or later, people are going to realize what you have been doing all this time. That's inevitable. She just likes to bully kids, right? Like, why throw in Greta, know, Greta Thunberg? You didn't even have to. I know her. You know, I'm really bad at hearing someone's voice and knowing. And knowing. I listen to a lot of podcasts. One of the worst things to me is, like, I'll, if there's three hosts, like, no offense to this show, but, like, it takes me forever to remember whose voice belongs to what right. name. I know her name and her voice because I've heard it so much. What? Used as a boogeyman, as yeah. the ultimate evil. And fuck Laura Ingram. For this point of um, education is just supposed to be a base. We give you the facts, and then you decide what you believe. Unless, of course, you decide that you believe that America is inherently racist, and you develop this thing called critical race theory, and then we say you're part of the enemy. Right. You're oh, you're not. You're allowed to d- develop your own theories as long as they gel perfectly with ours. Yeah. Otherwise, you're part of this global cabal that is against our the the truth. You are so awesome. Sometimes, man, your <laughs> intuition just takes us I, to where I we think, need to I go. I think they're just so predictable. I'm not that smart. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But I'm looking at the name of the next clip, <laughs> and you're talking about the world cabal. We'll get to it. This is what the left, what the Democrats have done to childhood. No more time to be innocent. No more space to make mistakes without being canceled. No more freedom to just be a kid. Just fear. 
What Democrats and their Marxist socialist allies are doing is utterly predictable. Now, I told you the first month of the shutdown back in March of 2020, I got a lot of grief for it, that the New World Order crowd would use COVID to smash the old normal forever. They got rid of Trump. Oh, they and did? And now they want, get, want to get rid of you and steal the joy that your children deserve. History is repeating itself again. This is always where socialism ultimately leads, to misery and control. The socialists will always give special treatment to their friends and their cronies. It's all just a protection racket in the end. But in this society, everyone else will eventually be put up against a wall. It turns out the old Obama-Biden hope and change message was a lie. It was all just socialism for beginners. The appetizer for the main course our kids are now being force-fed. But when Americans finally get their say, it's the Democrats themselves who will have a real reason to fear. Okay. I, I can tell you what happens when the people get their say. Trump doesn't get a second term. It's been two minutes, so you're going to forget. But she started that quote by saying, how dare we cancel kids? Didn't you just play a clip of a 13 or 14 year old girl that you've that been, you're using like that all of you are using as the, the the new Hitler? Yeah, you've been treating her like shit for yeah. years. Yeah, like you can't find you, you can't go to Al Gore who made the documentary. You can't go to an adult. Anytime you want to pick on climate change, you use a fucking prepubescent. Yeah, like, I'm not. I'm not, not going like, to disagree. Don't pretend to be. You're on not going to get me side. to disagree. Um, Sorry, that gr that grinds my gears, as the kids say. They, uh, yeah, here's my here's. Ugh. Here's the thing that disappoints me about this show. And maybe if you base if you base the later rating that we will give her on just that clip alone, you might get closer to where I think she belongs um because that is probably well, the most we, dangerous clip of the show. First of all, she right. she starts talking about the New World Order, which is like the conspiracy uh, term. She, that's when we she, have to hit the bell. She uses Marxist and socialist, and like so, she's tying all of this up into this. Although cabal. She, did, she did say socialist, like she's never actually pronounced the word before. She said it like she would argue that Biden says stuff, <laughs> right? Um, almost like she's senile. Almost. Uh, and then she, but then the the end of that clip to me is the the. The truest evil of her, like... Yeah, because it's once we regain power, the Democrats will... And that's not what she said, but, like, that's the feeling behind She's it. She's blaming, that, yeah. Yeah, and and the, the, the people who really have to fear are the Democrats is, after we regain... And this is... we. I know we brought this point up before, certainly on TDAP. I have a, a, a good feeling we brought it up on Un-American, that when they say this, that when they say the people are taking back control, what they mean is that... About 39, 40% of the country is taking back control. Right. And what they're actually implying is that we need to overthrow the far larger percent. And what it means is that going against the will of millions and millions of people, mm -hmm. they're making it seem like it's just a few elite. Right. And that, like, not like when you poll Americans, 60% of us don't agree with this basic shit. Right. That, like, Yes, global warming is fucked up. They and, also and the, companies should do something about it. You can hear the the sinister behind, like in the tone, but like she doesn't like their way of of attaining that power isn't through free and fair elections, which they would argue is the most important thing to them. Yeah. So, which is their unless way. it doesn't give them a president for thirty years. Here, here's the thing. There, I think the 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 reason that it it's 
if you're trying to overthrow a fucking system, if you become the side of, we just want to make sure the process is working, and then you rig the process to not work unless it works for you, like... It, I mean, that is, you, you have essentially the game, stolen right? the game, yeah. Yeah, and that's what they're attempting to do, and that is not, like, that is not what they would argue that... They want no like, because what they what they claim they want is base levels. We just want to give everyone the fact, and then you can make up your own mind. Yeah, but in their own reality, what they want is for the majority of Americans to believe the crap they believe, which is just disinformation and, I mean, victim blaming. Essentially, yeah. that's what it all boils down to. Yeah, I mean, anybody who's ever been fucked over and spoke up about it, blame them. There is definitely a a, a serious level of nationalism, nativism, in there. And, like, I would say that, like, there are definitely fringes of that, maybe more than fringes, that push into supremacy area um, of of just that general tone and that idea that, I like, don't think she would. I think if you got her drunk and put her on the air, like, it, she would get to that point. That she would truly let her guard down and she would start saying the quiet part loud. I think, that, like, the reason you get to be a Tucker Carlson or someone is that you're really good at skirting the line between being able to plausibly deny that right. your ultimate goal is the genocide of your enemies. Yeah. Which is ultimately what all these people preach, but in a way that doesn't say, go kill them. That's 100%. And there's a market for that, and, you know, and that's that's why the propaganda channels exist. Like, you know, I don't know. Anyway, she makes an interesting... point here it, it, like there might I, interesting is probably the wrong word ironic it, like there's i feel like there's heavy irony here now when they're not abusing our kids innocence democrats are using them as covid props now i'm sure you've seen and heard a lot about this in the news lately we keep hearing more kids are ending up in the hospital it's more transmissible what they're seeing among kids is unprecedented the delta variant is surging Pediatric hospitalizations are on the rise. Kids Kids sick with COVID are filling up children's hospitals in areas of the country that are seeing these spikes. But is this really the whole picture? It turns out there's also been a huge spike in the number of very young children admitted for the common and sometimes deadly RSV virus. So much so that doctors across the country are sounding the alarm. We reached out to a number of them, but they couldn't appear without permission from their hospitals which, not surprisingly, was not granted. I think it's funny that she is, like, the point that's trying to be made there is, uh, first of all, it's interesting that she would say anything about children being used as props after having just made her entire opening segment and, and like, Greta first as quarter of the show. Yeah, uh, yeah. multiple also, children. Um, you're, you're a, you, you've kept up with the news, I know, at least the last five years, because we've been on podcast about it. How many times have you read a news article that said we reached out for comment and yet to hear anything back? Now, right. did, do every one of those articles have the right to say that, like... Here's the thing. Why, here, even if it's not that, even if they are selectively going on networks, like, why would you go on the network that's, like, not, that won't say, say firmly that the virus is dot, dot, dot? Right. Like the, the real, con- yeah. That they're constantly questioning whether you, it's real. How about or you how don't content- go on the news organization that's being sued by Dominion for like spreading in- misinformation? Yeah. Like, like, so like her, her completely sm- reasonable. Her, they would say no. Yeah, her smugness. There. Also, didn't you just spend us like at least twenty minutes talking about how all the universities and all the professors are evil and in on it? Is it like why would they let you come in their program? Right? Aren't they in on it? Yeah, yeah. 
I like I just wouldn't I don't know I've seen too the the difference between listening to this and I would say that uh what like for context of at least this point if it matters that much to you like one of the things that Fox News does um a lot is like the way that they edit their shit together okay so earlier we heard like three democrats in a row talk about um, talk vaguely talk, about, yeah. Yeah, talk vaguely about something involving the pandemic, right? right? And if, if you hadn't had her buildup and her post-commentary, you wouldn't have even known it was evil. Well, not even that. If you take just that that section of of clip that she plays on her show, you can see that it's edit- – if you're watching it, you can see that, like, the screen oh, flashes. It, it quit, and, yeah. like, so there's a point where – There's a quick cut. Where com- if there yeah. was a clock in the background, you'd see it skip, 40, but skip the thing, forward. But you know? the thing about all these Fox News shows is they have, like, satellite radio, and they're on – some of them are on – like FM radio stations. So what's being broadcast on TV is coming through on the radio as well in a lot of instances. You don't know that Kamala Harris is being cut up to say the sentence that Laura Eng- or And I'm not even saying that she's misrepresenting what Harris would say or what any of these people would say. I'm just saying that, like, you hear it a certain way in audio format. or if you're For a certain not, or, effect. Or if you're not right. paying attention, if you don't know what you're looking for on TV. Um I don't know. It just like there's there's this game here that's being played, and and yeah, as far as that that point goes about uh, just being kind of a guest that yeah. they would not be allowed on your show, like it's because you play shitty games. Like, also, you're, like you're not. This is a clown show. I mean, I'll, honestly, prove that to me. <laughs> prove it that it wasn't one person. Because right. if one person says like, "Ooh, I'd like to talk about that," hey, I'm sorry, my boss won't let me. You can now use that as a story about how all the people you asked. You know, like, right. yeah, that's all you like. I don't even believe it happened once, but even if it did, that does not mean it's some grand conspiracy. Yeah. Now, she's got an interview uh, coming up. And uh, what's the name of her show? Is it just the Laura Ingram show? No, it's the Ingram Angle. On that's her. it. Yeah, yeah, I knew it was. Um, so she's got an interview about because she brought up the RSV um topic oh that, that's also uh, i forgot about that when she said that she she even admitted that that was dangerous yeah well yeah because like, like we know it is but they're gonna she, she has she has a guest on um about about this and uh he has some fucking things to say and it's i don't know I, we'll talk about it now phil kirpin president of the committee to unleash prosperity has been following trends like this throughout the pandemic he joins us now phil Explain what you've come across with the pediatric admissions to hospitals and the surge in the RSV. Well, Laura, we've got a pretty interesting situation. Uh, We are unique in the world. We are the only country in the world that is in a panic over children and COVID right now to to the extent that uh, experts internationally are puzzled as to why this is happening in the U.S. when COVID has taken over every Western country. One of the top experts in the world, in fact, uh, Alastair Monroe, said he didn't understand why this panic was going on in the U.S. and only the U.S. The RSV wave is pretty much global. We've seen a huge, you know, we sort of skipped the RSV season in the winter and we're now getting hit by it full force. But the U.S. seems to be the only country where the fact that children's hospitals are full is being used as an excuse to scare people about COVID instead of explaining that they're overwhelmingly full with RSV patients. So that dishonesty seems to be unique to the United States right now. Okay, so first of all, a lot of things. Um, 
maybe that panic is in the United States because we're one of the only countries that aren't taking fucking COVID seriously at all and haven't the entire fucking time. Like, none of the time. I'm not saying that there aren't people in France protesting against, like, lockdowns and shit, like, whatever, but, like... We have a very high percentage of people yeah. that there are just fucking There might be a correlation around. between our the people in America that like think COVID is a hoax. Right. We might have the highest population of that too, which yeah. might be some kind of correlation causation. The other thing effect. that he says there is that like these are overwhelmingly RSV cases. There yeah. has been a large amount of uh, RSV cases. Right. There have been a considerably larger amount of COVID cases. This like the numbers, especially that consider- he doesn't present, don't right. like also like. That's understandable, right? You have two kids. If they start presenting signs of the common cold, your mind is going to go to COVID because we're dealing right. with a fucking outbreak we've right. never seen before. That is completely reasonable. Yeah. So, of course, there's going to be more hospitalizations for the common flu that are, like, thought to be COVID. A that lot, is what that is concerned parents being concerned parents. A lot of this interview uh, relies on some heavy speculation from the guy who's being brought on as an expert to, to like, a, what, as a doctor. What worries me is that Laura Ingram has adopted three kids. How <laughs> do you adopt three kids and you're this stupid? Like, Did, did how, she say that? Did I miss that? No, she. I just know for a fact. You just know that? She's, uh, they're from different countries. She's adopted, like, and, like, good on her. I am worried that the kids aren't being taken care of that much because you obviously don't understand basic science. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if I'm going to go that far. As I can't. To, I mean, she's got money. Of course, they're being taken care of. By they're someone rich. else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some uh, hopefully Filipino uh, nurse that is taking care of them, I'm sure. Yeah. Let's hear how his uh, his um, medical and scientific uh opinion of what's going on uh, does i don't know if it was really relies on fact that much or like anything concrete look one of the things we know about pediatric hospitalizations with covid and we've had multiple studies that have found this now over and over in multiple countries uh, a lot of them are incidental which is to say children are there for some other reason they broke a leg whatever it is we now test everyone who goes in the hospitals they happen to test positive they were asymptomatic it was not the reason they were there but it goes on the medical record and it goes into the uh, statistics that everyone sees now it's you can look at that and studies after the fact and kind of separate it but it's much much harder when they're in their four or respiratory virus and they have a co-infection that's never going to be separated out in a study because how could you determine which virus is the reason they're there but for children under five uh, based on everything we know about the respective viruses the pathogenicity in these co-infected cases is almost definitely from the RSV and there was an AAP study last year finding that 50 percent of pediatric COVID hospitalizations had co-infections with other common viruses and so you know I, I think it's almost certain that the a very large number of the hospitalizations that are now being reported uh, are RSV co-infections. And in fact, Laura, they may not even be that. They may be COVID-negative RSV infections because a lot of these articles are written in sort of crafty ways yeah. to make it seem like the children's hospitals are overflowing with COVID, but really they're overflowing with RSV. Well, and a, and a lot of the pediatric um, uh, specialists quoted in these many articles about RSV say that because the kids were kept out of the general population for the last 18 months in many cases, uh, that also affected their immune systems or immune responses, and that could have had the delaying effect of the RSV cases now flooding the hospital. So there's a lot to unpack there, but as usual, the top line doesn't tell the whole story on this. Phil. 
thank you for looking into this. We appreciate it. So first but, of all, that, well, that sentence was almost a Freudian slip. That, it was the, <laughs> the top line doesn't tell the full story, and of course, if yeah. you're looking for any more of the story here, you came to the wrong fucking place. Yeah, we only do top lines. Also, but their whole point seems to be like, look, you can't tell RSV infection from COVID infection, right? Or right. like, like a lot of times you mix them up. You can't separate at the time. It's not even that you can't. It's that there are a lot of cases where people come in with uh, a minor. Yeah, and then, then they could, get they get counted. You could have but strep and the flu at the same time. If, if they're like, admitting, it's really hard to tell the difference. Well, yeah. Why take the risk? If, it, even it also, if it only kills a couple, wouldn't you want to be safe and not kill kids or it, anybody? It also doesn't negate. The the seriousness of one or the other or either or any of them yeah like it doesn't if RF if RSV is bad and a bunch of kids if, are getting it like we have to take that into account too. I, I don't know what Laura like, Ingram's point is her point seems to be like look if you're at home right now your kid's uh, sick and he suddenly has problems breathing maybe don't go to a hospital right yeah that's horrible. Like I, I just love maybe don't listen to her. Yeah. Maybe do take that seriously if your kid can't breathe. I just love that she spends an entire episode demonizing like the the medical system, the scientific community, the union, the, the, the teachers, unions, the, the educators, all of this because of how they use children to scare children. And she <laughs> and the entire just, show oh is children. Like all she's she, talking I about am, is children. We're listening to the podcast, but I wouldn't be surprised if in between the things of the horrible things we've done to children, they didn't just play scenes from Home Alone yep. and fucking Kevin being left alone to fend for himself. Like how dare they? Well, she's gonna stay on the uh, children. Uh, fearing thing, but she's gonna change the topic. But I do think that it's just like it's so notable. It's so notable what she's doing. How like it's so bad for all these kids, the way that they're treated and whatever. And she is just going to like run this line of like. But you know what else is scary? Some shit they're doing to our kids. And speaking of damaging our kids, uh, even after parents voiced their concern over the last two days. The Loudoun County, Virginia School Board just announced moments ago they will allow transgender students access to school facilities and groups such as sports teams that match their gender identities. This all comes just days after the American Academy of Pediatrics affirmed its support for adolescents to undergo gender transition and for children to take hormones that block puberty and then blocked any dissenting view from appearing at that annual conference. All right, so of course we're going to go after transgender students because it's one of the uh, items on the Republican checklist, right? The the right-wing checklist of things to be scared of. And If you had a bingo card, you'd be yelling bingo right now. What's amazing is that like they're so terrified of something that's like 0.01% of society. Like Just being inclusionary isn't a bad thing. Um, and like, it's crazy that like, they would make the argument that like, if they were to even consider the number of people involved in this, um, especially like of student age, they would make the argument that like, why are we accommodating such a small percentage of people? Because like, that's what we do. We accommodate people that need like the same reason we build wheelchair ramps. Right. Most people don't need it, but some people do, and we're not going to be dicks about it. Yeah, and like, and then they're uber dicks about it because they're talking about something that do, is not a super also, common I phenomena. Just as uh, I've been doing a lot of... Um, phenomena is probably not the right word eh, either. It fits. 
I've been doing a lot of research or a lot of not nostalgia. That's the, the definitely the wrong word. A lot of looking back at the post 9/11, pre-Trump years, you know, even pre-Obama years, 2002 to 2009, and and seeing that like, I I am firmly in the category of believing that the only reason the right is making transgender the new boogeyman is because they lost on gay rights. Mm, yeah, they in two. Was it 2013? Well, they gay lo- people got the right to get married. Yeah, they lost that battle. They spent 20 fucking years, my entire life, saying that like, oh, it, a marriage between a man and a woman, and they lost to the point that like their own party party doesn't even support right. that anymore. Well, and they had to, so they just had to move to the next. One of their arguments marginalized that group was uh, slippery slope, right? Right, a slippery slope. Then we're man, gonna be marrying bears. A, a man will marry a donkey. Yeah. Um, I hope you're very happy. Right. I don't care. Yeah, it's stupid. It gets stupider here. Uh, she has a guest on. I'm gonna. We're not gonna do much of this interview because I don't really care about it. Um, I'll kind of sum it up for you in a second. Um, but I'll let her introduce just so you know what who she's bringing on to talk about the uh, transgender issues with uh, student school boards and whatnot. Oh, also, first of before I even play this clip. Um, I want to mention that she said in that clip that they had a um, that the the Laudan County or whatever school board in Virginia they had just done it as payback for the the parents wanting mass not to be around. They, right, that's they, what she kind of. Well, she basically said that there was no. Um, oh, they didn't allow a dissenting opinion. They didn't allow a dissenting yeah, opinion. Yeah, I wondered if that was true. Yeah, so basically the the real story there is that um, the Tuesday... Okay, so I'm going to... First of all, I'm going to tell you what this article says, and then I'm going to give you the source because it's going to make us laugh. Wednesday's meeting was sparsely attended, a contrast with the board meeting Tuesday uh, when parking lot rallies were held in a public comment period went over for hours. Nearly 200 people came inside to speak. The meeting length prompted the school board to postpone its decision until Wednesday. Tuesday's meeting came just a few months after physical education teacher Tanner Cross announced the policies. Cross told the school board that he wouldn't affirm a biological boy, uh, can be a girl and vice versa because it's against my religion it's lying to a child it's abuse to a child it's sinning against our god his subsequent suspension and lawsuit poured fuel onto an already fiery debate over free speech and identity in one of the nation's wealthiest counties uh, located about 35 miles west of washington dc basically the meeting was supposed to happen that on tuesday there was a lot of dissenting views there were a lot of back and forth uh, like arguments and debates and whatever, which which prompted the meeting to get pushed off a day, um, or which prompted the vote by the school board to get pushed off a day, where there was a lesser uh group of people, where it was as the article says, sparsely attended. What's funny about this is her her argument that there were opposing views that were just shut out. It, it's not true because the, there it, there was not a huge presence on Wednesday, the day of the and vote. It, it the wasn't day, because they they like didn't allow people to attend. No, the day before when the vote was supposed to happen, there were many people. Two hundred people came inside. Interestingly enough, this article um is. T- 
titled Virginia School Board Approves Controversial Transit Gender Policy. And you'll be interested to know that this comes from FoxNews.com, <laughs> which is amazing to me. This <laughs> is the snake eating its own tail. <laughs> yeah, like a fucking news referencing. You're not even, and like I would normally never, uh. I would never cite Fox News because it's full of shit. But when like your own, the Brandon company had- that you work for is disputing the claim that you're making on their network, that kind of makes me laugh a little bit. I don't bit. know if you know this, Brandon, but there's breaking news. I am a special boy. My source, my mom. <laughs> yeah. So she has a, 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 a guest on to talk about these transgender issues in schools and such. And for the most part, we're not going to listen to the interview because it's stupid. I can't like, imagine this person is a leading professional in their field. This person is an author, another one of the... Oh, I know, not even an academic. Th- yeah. And if well, of course, they all work for the cabal. <laughs> yeah, and they all end up on George <laughs> right, Norrie's yeah. show eventually. Um, so check out our bonus pod on Patreon. Pay uh, us money. Pay us money. So here's this stupid... Actually, that's where we agree with Laura Ingram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I'm going to let her set up this interview, and then I'll explain kind of what happens in it and kind of cut to the chase in, in just a second. Here now is Walt Heyer. His grandmother dressed him as a girl starting at age four. He transitioned at age 42, but has since detransitioned, writing a book, Trans Life Survivors. Walt, your reaction to what the school board tonight in Northern Virginia, kind of ground zero of these culture wars and the American Academy of Pediatrics are doing? All right, so I don't really care about Walt Heyer because I don't think that the person that should be the face of your uh, argument against transgender um, should run an organization or like I don't I think that there's a bias when you have a guy on who wrote a book about uh, being dressed up maybe against his will or whatever by a family member and then transitioning at some point and then transitioning back like there's also a big difference between what Laura is kind of implying that like if if your 14-year-old child comes to you and says they're transgender, that's the same as you forcing them to wear a dress and identify right. as the wrong gender. And yeah. it's not. No. One is coming to a natural a natural decision about what they feel, uh, right. the body they were put in. The other is forcing an identity on a child. Yeah. The, basically, his story goes like this. And I, I just felt like it was – it didn't – the two minutes and two and a half minutes didn't really – matter because like yeah first of all you can go look at the transcript of the show to get everything uh but i can sum this up for you quicker he transitioned he transitioned back and he has made the argument that a bunch of people email him he only gives one example but he basically says that uh teens that have made the decision to transition and go through hormone uh therapy and then some in some cases uh sex changes or whatever uh then regret it later and that is why it is child abuse and whatever um right. so can like, i and, but and that's fair for and it, in and some no, no, cases no. And like, i will say exactly and i, I don't want to get too in the weeds i have family members who are very close to me who are transgender and as someone who didn't really understand the concept i went through this of thinking like oh they're just young what if they change their mind right but there's a uh there's a huge difference between that small example and thinking that it's – and also, like, if you truly believed that was what was happening, I think you would take a different tone. I right. think Laura Ingram's tone would be like, look, these kids are confused. They're obviously not right. secure in their own bodies, and they're making a mistake, and I worry about them. I think maybe you should just give it time. Right. That's not the argument she's making. No, Her argument not. is you were brainwashed. You're just – you're normal. Quit thinking that way. My biggest problem with him and his perspective is that, like, you can find – 
uh, specific instances of anything on any side of any subject. Um, I can find you a, but, a gay kid who is raised being beaten by their dad telling them they were straight. Right. That doesn't mean that being straight is evil. No. It means that like trying to raise someone that way is evil. It also doesn't mean that you can uh, apply a specific one person, like a personal story to an entire topic and be right. like, see, His, this is why, because they uh, all, because exactly. everyone in this group right. has a similar and, and experience. I, I don't blame Walter Heyer. Did he say it was his grandmother who dressed him? As a, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what she said. Clearly, his grandmother was wrong. If he did not identify as a girl, he also, should not have been putting girls' dresses and raised as a girl. Also, like, uh, by her description of of who he is and her buildup, he transitioned at forty two, but has since detransitioned. Back. She wasn't dressing him when he transitioned. And if she, I hope not, and it, if it, she that's was, even worse. Then there's something going right. on. And I'm not saying that that makes it okay. That 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 what his grandmother did to him at a young age didn't have psychological implications that maybe maybe affected his judgment. That's fine, but that to to equate that to every trans person is also right. in my situation is not true. No, it's not. And you that, know, and plenty of trans people have had traumatic childhoods. Plenty right. of straight people have had traumatic childhoods. That is not a uh, a mitigating factor right. always. So uh, we'll just jump kind of to the end uh, of his interview as she's kind of summing shit up uh, a little bit, and because I think that like. Really, like he was on to tell his story, and then uh, basically get to this point, which sells the which which sells the the the, the ratings. It's it's what the it's what the viewers want to hear. This is what they're going to clip out the, for the the, uh, the, the advertisement. Yeah, this is the Fox News pedal. These are kids, and now girl female athletes are going to have to share locker rooms. I believe from what this vote was tonight with biological males. And everyone's supposed to stand up and applaud. Isn't this great? Isn't this great? Well, really yeah, quick response. Yeah, time to take your kids out of public schools. They've become an LGBT indoctrination center. They're destroying families. They're destroying our kids. And we should stand up against it and fight it every tooth and nail we can. Don't yeah, allow well, them to are, do this to I our think children. These are, these are kids. People want to do what they want to do when they're adults. These are kids. Let them be kids. Walt, thank you. And only I, Laura Ingram, can decide what these kids should... Fuck her. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's stupid. Also, this idea uh, that, like... Are, are, like my children are going to be uh, they're going to be playing soccer against biological men who are going to have an advantage the number of transgender people in this country is ridiculously small that's not even the point though this is not something that is going to affect you or most people no the other thing too is that like they're trying to bring it back to this idea that schools are indoctrinating your kids with like right. they're going to make them the gay answer. they're going to make them trans they're right. gonna, and like and, Which I don't know I, I don't know about you I went to public school mm-hmm. I don't know you went to Catholic school right for I, some some years for for more years than public school okay but, I went to yeah. exclusively public school I never tried to teach or try to convince me of anything except one who was a science teacher who tried to convince me that the Earth was 7,000 years old. Right. During a science class. Yeah. So if, if there was any indoctrination going on, it was for their causes. I tried to, also had to try to, a teacher tried to convince me that climate change wasn't real, that right. Al Gore was wrong Yeah. in 2005. So, like, I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe it's the school I went to, but I don't know what liberal schools they're afraid of. Also, like, all it is, it's an attempt to throw shade at education again. Um, it, it is also, like, it's kind of like, like, the fact that, like, your kids eventually are going to get to a school. Right. And they're going to start teaching your kids stuff that you didn't learn in school. Right. And you're going to have two choices. You're going to have the choice of being like, that's great. 
history marches on. We figured out new shit. Right. My child is smarter than me. Or you're going to have the second opinion, which Laura Ingram has, of they changed history right. to fit their own I also have, ethics. I also have the uh, option of being able to look at, especially in like when it comes to history, when my kids are being taught history. like I have the... Uh, the option of as a parent deciding at what age it's okay to like expand and contextualize on what you've learned because I've been through history classes. They don't teach you all of the context that goes into that. That's up to me as an adult, but like, I'm not going to, it's hard to look at historical facts and just be like, those aren't real. Like, and, or I'm so upset by them that it's better if I just take you out of Right, uh, out of the 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 system in which you encounter different thoughts and ideas, because I can protect you from different thoughts right. and ideas. Laura Ingram, that's kind, and, that's and a lot messed of, up. A lot of the right seem to have this idea that like school is supposed to be a catch-all. They're supposed to teach you everything you need to know. Right. No, they're supposed to give you a baseline knowledge that you take home and you tell your parents, "I learned this today," and they're like, "Oh, that is true," or "That's kind of true," but also this. Yeah. Right. Honest Abe wasn't that honest, but he did do this. But yeah. habeas corpus was suspended, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. like, but you were supposed to, as a parent, round that out. It seems like Laura and all these people are just pissed that they're like, oh, my God, they're not giving our children the, like, the complete story. Like, no, because they're only in school for eight hours a day, and history happens 24 hours a day. Oh. You dumb bitch. <laughs> a lot of this, a lot of this comes Ugh. with religious zealotry because they're religious Well, and anytime, anytime you hear someone say, take your children out of school or homeschool, I know homeschool kids. And... Nine times out of ten, the reason they were homeschooled is because their parents were religious fanatics. And right. not even in a negative way. But religion played a larger part in their the way they wanted to raise their kids right. than a science did, you know? Yeah. I'm not saying that that's necessarily the case across the board, but it's heavily I, I do the case think across that, the board. I do think that whether religion is part of it or not, it, it usually comes down to this idea of we want to protect you from whatever, right. whether whatever Which is, is science very, or history or algebra. Like very yeah. understandable, you know. If you have anybody, any kid in your in your family or close to you that is different, is gay or has glasses, you worry about them getting picked on. Right. And the the like, we all went to school. We know how horrible it was. Right. You know, there's a re- lot of reasons to rally against public schools. Yeah, but, you don't need to make up reasons. Yeah, but I also don't think that you need to rally against. Like I just think that. When you're one of the things that's good about having that type of community, like that type of educational uh, structure there is like even if you don't agree with something that's being taught, like you have you learn how to experience different viewpoints and different things. Whereas if your gut reaction to that is you we need to pull you out of that system, then all you're doing is setting that person up, that child up for a life where they're not challenged to think about anything that they haven't already decided is the uh, quote-unquote norm. It's also kind of uh, belittling that child, being like, well, you're so stupid, you'll get sucked into this. There's no way you can hear both sides and still take the right side. Well, I don't even think that comes into the thought process. I just think it's it's an unreasonable amount of pride that doesn't need to be there on the on the part of the parents a lot of times it's just like we're too proud to ex- like expose our kids to that it's like well uh, i don't know you're making do, some socially awkward people so what was fun about this uh the the recording that i pulled was i i pulled this recording and it still had like the commercials that aired on fox um 
in between. I, like I can in guess between. It, it's not a my pillow commercial. No, is it? it is not. not it's not a my pillow commercial. Um, but I do think that after she spends like two to three minutes just shitting on transgender issues and having her guest on who is very selectively telling one story, that this would be the first commercial to play af- as they go to break. Men, you want to lose weight and eat like a man. Introducing new hearty inspirations from Nutrisystem. Satisfying meals with double the protein so you can fuel up and slim down. Drop those LPs like a bad habit. Just heat, eat, and repeat. I just want to know if Nutrisystem knows that their that their ad is airing right after some like anti, like like some uh, gen like gender. Uh, Whatever specific topics or like what, but lose weight. Fucking man, 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 man. How to be a man? Men? Do you hate that beer belly and you want to lose weight, but you don't want to eat all faggy? <laughs> That's essentially what they're saying. Yeah. That is what that fucking thing is saying. The it, it definitely is. Uh, I, it's an. I feel like that is the. That is a commercial I expect from Fox. I just didn't expect it to be t- timed quite like that. Um, so that does, it, man, that really does seem like someone working behind the scenes at Fox is like kind of protesting their job, being <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh, you're not going to wear these, make these people wear masks." Well, fuck you. Yeah, it's silly. It's th- that was a that's a that's a ridiculous ad to go to after the topic. Nutri- is it Nutrisystem? Yeah, I yeah I hate their ads, but that is that is pretty jarring. Um, so she comes back from break and uh, she wants to talk about a speech that um that Biden did. Uh, she plays some selective uh lies as she calls them which basically they do this thing where they they try to pull as many clips to make him look senile as they can so i don't really care because that it's all cut together weird and it's all like whatever so i just skipped that you call it lies we'll just get to the point um and and of the the topic um it doesn't really matter what his speech was um because or what his supposed lies were um, because she's gonna try to handle those topics anyway for the first time biden's job approval rating has fallen to 50 percent on the real clear politics average of polls and his disapproval keeps climbing up breaking through 45 percent this week here to analyze what this means is tom bevan president and co-founder of real clear politics tom uh given today's inflation numbers it appears that the runaway spending, Joe Manchin uh, said it's irresponsible what we're seeing with the $3.5 trillion proposed, agreed to in the Senate, the framework. Uh, how do Republicans capitalize on this for the midterms? Oh, well, Republicans are already mobilizing to use inflation as one of the main weapons. And the Fox News poll that just came out earlier tonight shows that it is now among the top concerns, along with the pandemic. But inflation and the rising prices that we've seen, you mentioned, particularly the categories that are sort of those kitchen table issues, right? Food, gas that hit people. They they see it in their pocketbooks on a daily basis. Um, that's going to form the, the backbone and the basis for Republican uh, attacks uh, leading into the 2022 midterms. And it was interesting that that Biden really tried to address those, as you mentioned, almost like he was speaking specifically to Joe Manchin, because Joe Manchin uh, obviously released his statement saying he's concerned about inflation and and putting another three and a half trillion dollars in, uh, in spending uh, on tap uh, is is not the way to curb inflation. It's the way to to 
put more gas on the fire. So this is basically an attack on the infrastructure bill. Um, right. That at the time we can hey we can go into massive debt to give Elon Musk a tax credit. Right or Jeff right? Bezos. Right. Right. I also love that he says like ooh you know well people are paying more for gas and stuff they're seeing that in their wallets. You know what you know what they also saw a stimulus but we can't. We can't give them more because they saw in their wallets. Because also, that only works one way. I would also argue that whenever you're taking uh, numbers from 2021 and comparing them to numbers in 2020, that's an like that's an unfair. Especially thing. 2020 or 2018, like uh, way pre like well, COVID. In 2020, there was co- like we had COVID, so like everything is inflated from 2020 numbers because the economy wasn't fucking open. And we it, didn't have to give out billions just to keep people from like from the economy from crashing, you right? Know? Um, also, I, it, I also just hate the fact that, like, really, you're going to have real clear politics on now to talk about approval ratings when for four years yeah. we had to talk about the fact that Trump had the lowest historical yeah. pr- approval ratings ever, and you just dismissed them all as, well, they're not actually getting the real numbers. There's yeah. the secret Trump voter. Yeah. Well, if you and think— now, like, the moment tr- like. The moment Biden's numbers dip a little bit, they're going to get, like, Nate Silver on from 538. Fuck you. Right. You're being so disingenuous. Well, and they're getting somebody from real clear politics, so I wouldn't even go. That's as, it. That's yeah. actually less. Yeah. Yeah. And if that wasn't less enough for you, they're going to cite another poll that is just eye-rolling. Now, the, as you said, just to put these numbers up on the screen, Tom, uh, the Fox poll about the concern for inflation, 86% of Americans are worried about inflation. I got to stop it right here. We're citing a Fox News poll. And you only got 86%? That is horrible. 86% of Republicans who watch Fox Fox News feel the ways that she is going to continue to tell us. You're, what? You tell them what to think. Yeah. How are you only getting 86%? What are the 14% still doing? They're thinking for themselves, that's dangerous, Laura. Yeah. They'll turn the channel sooner or later. You really need to stomp that out. No shit. She continues with the Fox News poll. I just wanted to make it, I just wanted to point out her own, like, to to, to highlight We've told 100% of people what to think, and 86% of people agreed. Well, she has more Fox numbers. Are worried about inflation. That is, I mean, no wonder he went out to talk. And it also revealed uh, other concerns. Uh, His job performance on the economy, 49% disapprove, 47% approve. More than anything else you've seen, Tom, in the polling, is that not significant? Only seven months in, almost eight months into Biden's administration. Well, right, because the economy is usually uh, always a top concern of voters, and it's a, it's an issue that motivates voters and sends them to the polls more so than any other issue. Uh, Inflation is going to be a concern. Another one that's on that list, Laura, that, that is becoming a, a problem for the Biden administration is crime. And to the extent that crime exists not just in the cities, but spills over and becomes an issue in the suburbs, which is a place where Republicans are, are looking to regain some of the ground that they lost last cycle, uh, that could be a potent issue for, for the GOP as well. And the border, how important? The border is, I mean, it's a big issue for Republican voters in general, and Biden's approval rating on that is the worst out of any of the issues that, that we, uh, we track uh, he's down in the, the 30s, mid-30s on the issue, and it's been a problem right from the beginning. So it will motivate Republicans uh, in the midterms. And again, that's uh, when, it, when it comes to turnout, uh, could be significant. Yeah, and independence, I believe, as well. Tom, these are fascinating numbers. Thank you so much. What, independence? Yeah, right. There's no independence anymore. Laura, news flash. We all picked a side on COVID. Also, just that's... like the iron, the rich irony of saying like, 
I mean, slightly more people disagree with Biden than agree. Yeah. Really, Trump came into office with more people disagreeing with him than ever agreed. Also, ever. Also, why wasn't that again, a new story? This is a that f- half of America hated the president who is, didn't win the popular vote. This is a Fox News poll where she's saying his approval on these subjects are are fifty to forty seven. Yeah. Well, then what are you guys even on TV for? Like you're not. You realize like half of half of Fox News only listeners have taking, gotten COVID shots. You're right. You're piss poor at your own narrative. Yeah. the the entire The entirety of your uh, poll takers. Uh, almost, I would say. Except, I would say that there's probably people scrolling by on social media that'll just I would take almost, it. But like, I think it's the same thing with CNN. It, it, Have you it, ever gotten called for a poll? No. Like, I got called for one, and the moment they said CNN, I was like, of course I'll take this poll. I'm giving you the exact opposite of answer of what you want, because right. fuck you. Yeah, I have no respect for you. And like, if I heard Fox, I would be like, "I'll take two of these tests." Yeah, like, please just to, can to you skew the numbers? Can you call uh, my twin brother on this right. line? As we'll, well get we'll get Mike Lindell to have a symposium about how the numbers were fake. Right. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was interesting that she that a that <laughs> they would cite also, a Fox poll like I'm, it matters. Also, you're citing a Fox poll. Aren't you sitting next to a guy who runs Real Clear Politics, whose whole job is to aggregate polls? Right. Yeah. Like, it's really not saying much that you believe him if you're not asking him what the numbers are. Right. Uh, so next up, she goes through some Hunter Biden bullshit, and it's just bullshit, and we're going to skip it. Um, she never tells us what the fucking tattoo is, so I'm disappointed about that. Uh, because, what is like, that? If you know what the tweet us. <laughs> yeah. So we'll read it on the next episode. But she, she definitely did not get to that. She, uh, They just talked. They played a clip uh, video of Hunter Biden. Um, and they allege that there's a third laptop and it's a national security threat. And they basically say, um, all of the things that we said about the, about the Trump era and cronies and people around him, except for, uh, the fact that like, they don't really have anything like they, and, and through it, they have to keep saying that like, well, it could be this, it could be that this is a hypothetical. And it's just like. All right, whatever. I don't care. Um, so one of the things that I did think was funny, though, is they get she gets into this point after the Hunter Biden bullshit um, about how is uh, Joe Biden connecting with um, with people and getting his vaccine message out and getting like his and I just love this because like man, He's not ran on Twitter. How he, is he getting to the people? He. he this if these next couple of clips aren't like the most like okay boomer clip appropriate <laughs> clips then like i don't know what is it's time for our seen and unseen segment where we reveal the stories behind the headlines and for that we turn to fox news contributor raymond arroyo raymond uh biden is out making the case for well i guess it's more spending and vaccines he is, Laura, and he's doing it in unorthodox ways. Clearly, the Biden White House is trying to find someone other than Biden to push their agenda. As his return from Delaware the other day illustrates, even when directed by the Secret Service, Laura, the president has a hard time finding his way. Like the mystery of Hunter Biden's multiple laptops, no one questions this behavior or even has any interest in showing it. I mean, the man is wandering around. He can't find the door. He can't find the path. But clearly, the DNC understands what time it is. They are launching a new Build Back Better bus tour. It's hitting 10 states without Biden. 
surrogates like Terry McAuliffe will give Democrats credit for the infrastructure bill and attack Republicans. You know, this reminds me of the Stevie Nicks tour. It's announced, but she's not coming. Neither is Joe Biden. I love this idea because, like, he's so offended that a president who has a bunch of shit to do involving governing on a world stage. Would ever would, send out a surrogate. Why the hell wouldn't he get on a bus tour and just go right. do rallies and the whole a time? A sign of weakness? How dare he? It's almost like he's going down an icy ramp and he has to hold on to a Secret Service agent's arm. Are That's you, weakness. Is anyone on Fox Fuck News uh, a grown-up? Do you no. remember how things worked pre-Trump era? Like you and and the, the gall to open that with like, oh yeah, they're spending is this vaccine, but we're gonna take the cheapest shots available. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. It goes on and becomes more ridiculous. Remember, remember the fact that they have news after their name. That's what makes it sadder. What they're trying to mask this as that they're they're a legitimate news organization. They're not. Yeah, they need to put an ass. They're a after like, that. Yeah, and if you're wondering why he's not appearing on his own bus tour, well, this is the president celebrating. <laughs> infrastructure spending today with governors. Ah. You know, I think uh, sort of breaking through this first uh, big barrier in a bipartisan way, I, I really believe it doesn't make everything easy, but it, it does have a way, it has a, an effect on other things, the highways that are being repaired and, you know, or built uh, and, you know, uh, that means for Michigan, if I'm looking at my notes here, thank you, Jennifer, for what you've done and continue to do. Was there just a cut? There were two cuts in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there were there were two cuts in there. Right before he starts talking about the highways, there's a cut. And uh, when he says, thank you, Jennifer, there's a cut. I just want to ask you, you, you edited a lot of audio. Yeah, I do. Would a, you ever leave that brisk of a cut? No, I We've do. We've cut a, a lot of shit out. And I, I like to pat ourselves on the back that it's never that jarring. Yeah, I do, I do a lot better editing than that. <laughs> I, I record the episodes and sometimes like, I forget where we cut. Also, the whole point that he's making here is, is that he sounds like he has dementia. No, right, it's, Biden. It's that, but it's also the problem is he wasn't talking to Jennifer. He was talking to Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. He thought he was. He mentioned Granholm, his energy secretary. But you know, uh, checking my notes, Laura, uh, it happens. It happens to the. Well, it's easy to get all those lefty women from the old Rust Belt kind of mixed up what the, first of all what the fuck does that mean like it's easy to get all those she's just like shitting on people she's also throwing in sexism yeah she's like oh not only do we think he has dementia he's also hates women it's yeah. because it's a woman right um which so, like okay so like, you're, also their whole point was he forgot a name right you're pre in a room full of people the, like the, the person that you think is the smartest in the world called nepal nipple he he called so, he, whatever did, like, didn't he fuck up our name like he fucked up um, America. At two points. Corinthians. Two Corinthians. He, there's yeah. a lot of gaffes. Like if you really want to talk about like and, and what this should be like honestly is a conversation about should 70 year olds be in office? Right. Yeah. No. No. And you know what else? However old these idiots are, 45, 50, 60, what, whatever. However old. Uh, I don't. I'm not going to look it up because I don't care how old Laura Ingram is. Um. They definitely need, like, they're old, okay? That's what I'm getting at. They're fucking old, and they're about to they're about to prove it. Life at the Biden White House, Laura, it's not all bus and Zoom tours. They are now turning to pop and social media influences to do what Biden cannot. Enter 
TikToker Benny Drama playing the role of Cooper the intern at the actual White House with a very familiar supporting cast. Hi, my name is Cooper and this is a day in my life as a White House intern. <laughs> We did a joke. <laughs> hey, everyone. Vogue. Is Olivia Rodrigo still here? No. We've come a long way in our fight against this virus. We've vaccinated 160 million Americans. Are you getting this all down? Don't worry, Queen. It's all right here. Laura, can you believe this? I mean, uh, th this guy's appeal is like to 12-year-olds and younger, people who cannot even get the vaccine. I mean, I, I don't know why we're worried about vaccine hesitancy among people who can't get it, or is, I don't know, maybe the gender-fluid community is having difficulty with vaccines, but I don't know who this guy appeals to or why the White House was, would allow him in. I have a question. Was he that kid in Blue's Clues that my kids used to watch? <laughs> who is no, he? No, he is not. He's what a TikToker. Okay. He's a kid who just got on social media. All they're doing is being like, we don't understand this platform. Okay, they're boomer. talking. They're all. They're talking to only children. They were on the TikTok, and I'm not on that, so I don't know how many followers or why anybody's famous. Unbelievable. Like, Also, like, really, you want to talk about using pop stars? Didn't your president have Kid Rock in right. the bucket? Like, I, I hate to keep doing this one about ism, but like literally eight months ago yeah they were the exact opposite of yep. what their stance is now yeah. ted nugent was a fine ambassador yep. for the people well they want to just skip right over that time and remind you of the obama years all right what else well you 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 remember back in 2015 obama did the same thing when he was interviewed by social media influencers including some woman who ate fruit loops out of her bathtub but I guess now the Bidens have just dispensed with the bathtub and the woman. So there we have it. Uh, Again, they, Trump, like, like Trump didn't utilize like online handles like gays for Trump, bikers for Trump, like social media groups yeah, and the, people. Again, that would, like Fox didn't bring you, on TikTok people who agreed with Trump and got canceled, where quote unquote. Where you're coming from is like I, you're giving it way more. Well, no, because I remember we covered no, no, it the last I, four years. I get and it. That's why it's, it's, it's bugging me. It, I get it. I just like to me, uh, I don't. Like I agree with you, and I get and I get where you're coming from. But when I listen to this, I'm just like, you guys are old. You just do not understand what TikTok is. You don't under like, so you think that it's all a bunch of kids because you're old and you, know you don't this, understand. You know it. what this reminds and, me of? Like, I went through a McDonald's uh, drive-through the other day, and there's some kind of meal they're doing with rap stars now. And there's a rap star called Sweetie Sawidi. Yeah. I don't know her fucking name. And they're doing a meal with her. And my first thought is, I don't know who this person is. So why are they? Why is McDonald's spending all this money? Right. It's because the money they're trying to make isn't my money. They right. already have my money. The, they're the, trying to get you know, like it's just, the reason the White House is having these TikTok stars is because these people who watch TikTok vines or whatever the fuck they're called right. will finally pay attention to politics. Well, and like we, uh, I scroll through my social media feeds and see shit from TikTok all the time. And there are th there are. Uh, videos and uh, like handles on there that I actually really like their TikToks. They're funny to me. What I just think is hilarious and glaring here is that his, th like, he really believes that TikTok is only for kids 12 and under. 12 and under. Yeah. So it doesn't affect them because so the vaccine why are you isn't. Reaching out to them? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, like, he can't, like, oh, you're 22. Why would you they, be watching they, this? I just, to me, it, it, it's Which just. I also like, want to be like, Laura Ingram, why are you watching Blues Clues? Maybe because well, your kid what, watches it? Yeah, Well, right. um, maybe you're an adult whose child watches TikTok and you watch over their shoulder to make sure that they're not watching something yeah, bad. Yeah, no, like... Is that not possible? No, there's definitely... There's a million reasons. Yeah, yeah. Why, why you would want to... Because it's one of the... 
the simplest and most, uh, I would think, conservative from, like, just a money standpoint is that, like, you know it's a huge medium. So whether you understand it or not, like, if I never understood, we didn't get on Twitter forever. Like, even through the, like, after we had started podcasting, we weren't on Twitter forever. We also then later recognized that, like, look, we really have to be on Twitter. Like, we have to. Um, Because you can't, like, you can't see all of the things that, like, you you will see and cite and, and, like, to understand society and communicate and network and all of this shit like you can't just stick to one thing so even if you don't want to like even for these guys for laura ingram um and uh arroyo or whatever um for these guys from you got to be able to look at it from a purely business standpoint which fox is supposed to love if your guest is like hey we're gonna cut to raymond who doesn't understand Facebook. Right. Like, that's not a news story. Well, and from from where you're at, you have to look at it and just be like, well, if your idea is why are they talking to 12-year-olds, like, it doesn't matter because if it's one of the most, if it's one of the biggest tech platforms with billions of users on it, that's why. There's money there. I like, also hate that. It, like, there's people Go to there. YouTube and look up any video and then see, like, before you play the video, they show you an ad for Listerine being like, well, YouTube's for 12-year-olds. Why are they playing Listerine ads? Yeah. Why are they, why are they playing car ads from Carvana? They can't own a car. Right. Like, it's, you're making a lot of assumptions about, hey, who is watching this just, content. It, just because you don't find it funny doesn't mean millions of other people don't. It, it's just stupid, uh, a, a stupid, obvious misunderstanding of what he is talking about. Yeah. Like, don't... Well, don't, it's an easy target. You show some random TikTok video that, honestly, is not funny to begin with. The other thing, I don't get the appeal either, but I'm not going to knock it. The other thing, too, I get the appeal of TikTok. I, like, I get the... Not of that video, though. Like, the, of that... I don't know what the audio right, or right. the visual was, but listening to it, I'm like, it's not funny. I wouldn't laugh at it. Right. But, like, I'm not going to mock someone who did. But either way, I think the reason that they're safe in this little world that their studio sits in is because the people on the other side of the TVs that are watching them are also old people that don't understand TikTok. So it's safe to make this assumption or these assertions and just say, this like, This is oh, an easy target. Yeah, yeah because, 100%. Because you're, you're talking to old people, too, that don't understand, that can't— that, Think that the the vaccine is bullshit because they read it on a picture of Kermit the Frog drinking some tea, some shit. Um, so they should they might as well be like, you know what else is annoying? Waiting for your Medicare check right. every month. They're gonna go on and make one more attack against uh, f- uh against TikTok before we get finished up with the subject. Now, not to be outdone, Dr. Fauci, he's doing the TikTok rounds, Raymond, as well. In fact, he's doing weekly interviews to push vaccines on Gen Z, Ray. Again, the audience these people influence are children. The CDC has not approved vaccines for them. Here he is trying to get a young singer to debunk vaccine misinformation. Do I become uh, magnetic? Do you put a chip in me so I could follow you around? (laughs) Stuff that got it. You got to use your TikTok medium to debunk that nonsense. The benefit of the vaccine overwhelmingly outstrips any of the theoretical risks of something bad happening to you. Well, what about myocarditis, a heart inflammation in young men? That's a concern here. But I love, I love Fauci, Lord. We got to use this Tic Tac medium to break up the misinformation. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, I think, I think they, they're going to 
fully approve the 12 and up, I think, sooner than oh, no, you think, Grant. Fetus, fetus to 12 will be the next uh, so, approval Soon, group. soon. The, in utero, the, the, in utero, <laughs> the baby that has to get... Raymond, great to see you. God help us. They do give baby stuff before they're born through the mother. Right. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, that's now, a basic understanding of not, like, a, a misunderstanding of how science works. I, if yeah. you give a, a parent a smallpox vaccine, the baby's not going to have smallpox either because we eliminated it in the 70s. You, like, right. you understand how that, like, I, works? Yeah. The, the thing that's weird to me is that, like, we are having a more serious conversation uh. than Laura Ingram is with any of her guests on on, on her show. Right. And so it, also, it, it bugs me that she comes like, on right after Sean Hannity and I think before Tucker Carlson. I'm not 100% sure. But, like, right in that window of, like, she's a, a main staple at Fox. And it's just, During like, the big news, out, and, the big ratings, yeah, right? And I'm just like, this is dumb. Like... All of it this is. is dumb. Also, <clears throat> their core argument seems to be mocking Anthony Fauci because he's like, why do you have to get on TikTok and tell teens all this crazy stuff? What he is doing is telling teens not to believe that getting a vaccine is going to put a microchip in you. Right. Which is what your side, the people you are promoting, like Mike Lindell, yep. the fucking Kraken Cindy Powell, yes. are promoting. That is like, I love how they skip over that part. Right. The easiest part of that sentence to make fun of is, who the fuck thinks a vaccine gives you a microchip? Here's, ha ha ha. Here's the one, like, positive that I'll put on this, uh, on, like, that whole exchange there um, that I hope, anyway, I hope it's a positive, is that, like, if there is an audience for Dr. Fauci on TikTok amongst teenagers and amongst uh like high school like college whatever aged people then that means that he is like breaking that they are smart enough to be able to see through the the bullshit and the and i do think that like i do think a big part of our problem and with like covid and all of this shit um anti-vaxxers and people who believe the QAnon stuff my belief is that like if you were to pull all of them or at least be able to see the demographics in, in reality. I would bet that there there are more older people that are a part of the microchip the, community. Yeah, the anti-vax. Yeah. Um, I think so too. Because I think that kids understand to an well, extent how to navigate the I internet. I don't think Fauci is crazy for going on TikTok. What he's realizing no. is like, hey, again, kids a, spend a lot more time on their on TikTok than they do on government yeah. websites or the Hill. Yeah. So if we can like. We know disinformation is getting on TikTok and, like, Facebook, like, Twitter, like, YouTube. Right. It's everywhere. So we have to combat that. And if the, the only thing a kid sees is information about how a vaccine is going to give them magnets in their body. Right. And they won't be able to go near a fucking uh, refrigerator without freaking, you know, like, if that's the only thing they see, they're going to believe that. Just like YouTube. If the only thing you see are, are videos about how 9-11 was an inside job and you don't see any other videos refuting that evidence, right. you're going to lean one way. It's not crazy to go on TikTok and be like, this is... No. Why are we talking about microchips? My, yeah. So my, my, I don't know. I just hope that if there is an audience there for that and they're buying into that, that means that uh, they're navigating the internet better than their parents are, who are like really the cause of a lot of this shit. Like it's, a lot of it is just people that should, that do not know how to look at something and go, that might be bullshit. I should check here. Also, yeah. At the, you, know? And you know, at the end of the day, what it really is, which I'm surprised that Republicans are so against it, because at the end of the day, it's an independent business owner getting a government contract. 
to make money. <laughs> right. Shouldn't they be for that? Uh, they should They should totally they, be for that. That is the American dream. Right. They rose up. Um, we have a couple more clips here. Um, that I don't, I'm not 100% sure why she decided to, I mean, I do. Like, I get the facts of Grift and, what, and who they're talking to, but I just, her show is very sporadic. Right? Like, that's how I feel about it. It's weird that she keeps bouncing back and forth we've, between... We've gone to COVID, critical race theory, transgender approval ratings. All, We're on TikTok? Yeah, all on all on the 11th in within one hour show, which really, with commercials and shit, and is about 30 pres- minutes, a little bit more. Presumably, these are all supposed to be related topics. Yeah. Well, she's going to jump back to critical race theory now. All right, what if I told you that the company most synonymous with wealth and prestige was teaching its employees that capitalism is fundamentally racist. Well, Chris Rufo has his hands on some whistleblower docs. He's going to tell you what that company's called next. Okay. Did you just go to commercial? Yeah, she just went to commercial. I left... Couldn't be that important. I left that in there, though, for for a second, um, only because the, the video that I pulled of this, for whatever reason, cut off like shortly before that. So I like, I had to go find this from a separate source to find the end of the show. And there's only a couple minutes left of the show. Um, so I'm going to read you from the transcript, what she says right before the clip we're about to hear. But Chris Rufo comes on and this is really going to make you mad. Um, when you hear, because this is the I've end. I've gotten pretty, are you going to make me more mad? It, well, you're going to, I've already said you're going to get, words. you're going to get mad in a different way. I think, um, because this is like the last bit of the show. Um, and to me, it's just like, you're not even, you set that up like you're going to tell me something, but you're not telling me anything. So it's like a Marvel movie building to a climax and then just like, yeah. and then just like pimping something else. So the commercial break happens. She comes back and quote, okay, if you thought it was just schools that are facing critical race theory on us, no, no, no. Major corporations have joined in on the game. An investigation by my next guest found that none other than American Express created an anti-racism initiative, uh, complete with instructions for white people. Quote, identify the privileges or advantages you have, end quote, and, yep. quote, don't speak of members of the black Afri- black and African mu- African-American community, end quote. They even hired the Nation of Islam founder, founder's great-grandson, to call the company racist to its face. Joining me now is Chris Rufo, senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute, contributing editor at City Journal. Chris, tell us what else you have on your hands, which you'll hear that line in the, the beginning of this clip. Um, but I just wanted to, for whatever reason... I'll, I'll take a stab in the dark. <clears throat> when, for whatever reason, I could not find that middle, like, 10 <laughs> seconds of her show. But it pisses me off because I'm expecting to hear what he found, and right. I feel like he's just setting himself up for a fucking show. I was Chris Rufo, senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute, contributing editor at City Journal... Chris, tell us what else you have your hands on. Yeah, you know, this is uh, the first of 10 reports. Over the next 10 weeks, I'm going to be exposing uh, 10 of the Fortune 100 companies that have adopted critical race theory in the workplace. As you said, it's not just in K-12 schools. It's now in corporate offices. They're ripping these uh, employees apart. They're designating them oppressor and oppressed based on their skin color, their sexuality, their religion, uh, their nation of origin. Uh, And then they're using this divisive ideology to mask, uh, in many cases, their bad behavior. Uh, I'm going to expose it. American Express is first, and there's going to be many more to come. 
Yeah, I remember the old commercial, Chris, don't leave home without it. Like, don't leave home without Ibram Kendi or without self-loathing. And what I, what I don't understand is how is this creating a more harmonious workplace where people, you know, sometimes people have give and takes and, I mean, you should be in our, our staff meetings. You know, people are always talking over each We're other. We're always saying We're the all, N-word here. That's what we do. I mean, that's what people do when they're collaborating. And so it seems like people are going to be less willing to share ideas and, and have, a, have that kind of, you know, boisterous give and take. That's kind of what makes everything fun, isn't it? Yeah, that actually is exactly what's happening. I've talked to a number of sources in many companies around the country. Uh, they're all telling me that this, once critical race theory training programs enter the workplace, uh, people become uh, scared, they become paranoid, they become hostile, they become divided. They're constantly worrying about this elaborate new anti-racist etiquette, what you can say, what you can't say. Uh, and in this American Express training, they explicitly told white employees that they can't even say we are all human. And if they say this, they're going to be considered racist microaggressors against what? African-Americans. Uh, that's exactly what they say. It sounds absurd. Uh, you also can't say at American Express, uh, anyone who works hard in this country can become successful. That's also seen by the company as a racist microaggression. Uh, uh, and then, and so, so on and so forth. This is what I said in the angle. Uh, this is what the whole point I started off the show with is that these people hate the idea of merit and hard work and using your God-given talents wherever they take you. They have to drive fear in the workplace just like they have to drive fear in the classroom. And by the way, Chris, the, the employee training manual you got your hands on, they also brought in this radical activist, Khalil Muhammad. Now, he had something to say about the country's policing system just a few months ago. Watch. We have a system that began in the context of slavery and control and remains in its deepest roots uh, that same system. We are nowhere near where we need to be in order to expect that black lives will not continue to be cut short by everything we've seen so far. And just Chris, last time I checked, America's credit card companies weren't in charge of fixing our, quote, racist police system. But maybe I was wrong. Well, yeah, uh, they aren't, but American Express in the training programs and the documents that I've obtained actually uh, asks their employees to uh, listen to a podcast called uh, about police abolition. So they're kind of tacitly endorsing abolishing the police altogether. Um, it's all absurd. It's all fake. It's all bogus. It's all a performance. Uh, our elites of all our different institutions have adopted yeah. critical race theory to absolve their sense of guilt. Uh, while they go and make billions of dollars in profits. So, first of all, oh, there's so much to unpack Again, there. all the people who are in power, the moment you get in power, you mm. have to sign a secret agreement, and you're now a part of the, the people who are against us. Right. Uh, Everyone in power. Also, th but here's the thing. There's so much stupid in that. Oh, I, I, we, you, you could have we'll, cut that into 18 smaller clips, and yeah. we could have refuted every fucking argument. We will, we'll start <gasps> with the last one first, though, that, like, they're making billions of dollars off critical race theory. Like... How? Nobody no, is nobody but, is saying critical race theory other than the right wing. I also want to tell them like is any, using it as a boogeyman. Any company 
that is that is teaching anything resemble, and they're not teaching critical race theory. What they're te- teaching is political correctness. The, yeah. What they're teaching is if you're a white person, maybe don't tell black jokes right. because it's getting us sued a lot. Yeah. So we're gonna have an internal statement, about, and we have to apparently tell all the white people not to make these fucking jokes. Well, you, uh, I'm not gonna get into details, but you know the people I work for. Uh, that, You've heard my text about what I've had to deal with my boss, yeah. my white boss, saying and getting away with. Yeah. There is. We do not live in some world where the moment you say anything, you're canceled or something. If that was true, my boss would be in the fucking gutter right now. Right. Yeah. That we don't live in that world. Yeah. And they'd like to pretend that we do. Yeah. We've worked for mutual bosses in the past. Uh, yeah. Who they get away with the same, same shit. Same I've, shit. I've, I've at least had 15 jobs in my life, and I would say at least half of them, I've had bosses that have said very inappropriate things. Yeah. And anytime I've ever complained to HR to anybody. It gets swept under the rug, nothing happens, yep. and they get off for it. And the thing is, like, if their assertion is that uh, people get uh, nervous and uh, scared to come to work when people come in and say, don't be racist, then, like, fuck those people. Right. <laughs> like, if, I don't if, care. If the statement, don't be racist, makes you nervous, if that, you're a racist. If you're triggered by don't be racist, then, like, y- like you need to reflect and s- figure out what the right. problem is. You know the only people us. who are against anti-rape laws? Rapist. Right. <laughs> there's yeah. only one kind of person that worries about that. Yep. Ugh. Yeah, it's stupid. The whole thing, that whole... The whole thing was dumb, and it was also just a tease of a new series. And it's like, right. well, thanks for coming on, but um, I also really want to know what podcast they were talking about. Uh, at the you end know, there, what podcast they were being forced or recommended to listen to about well, how to abolish the? Is it he even behind said that, the police? Because he, that's a great no, series. no, it wasn't. He said it at the end of it. Did he? Yeah. What was the name? Uh, of it? Asks their employees to uh, listen to a podcast called uh, about police abolition. So. They're kind of tacitly endorsing abolishing the police altogether. Oh, he doesn't, he doesn't say, say it. Yeah, he doesn't now, say the name. I, just as a pimp, there is only one podcast. I listen to a lot. There's only one podcast I know that fits that bill, and it's a podcast from the guy who makes Behind the Bastards called uh, Behind the Police. Yeah. It's a limited series, and you should absolutely listen to it because also, it will prove to you that the police are racist. Also, even it doesn't even matter because like, I guarantee you that somewhere in a pamphlet within American Express it's like also if you're interested in listening to this content and then he's like they're enticing their shut up you white apologist fragile piece of shit I guarantee you somewhere in the Walmart uh, handbook it says like and if you can't afford enough to eat go on the website and get food stamps and they're like ah they're encouraging people to like take up social like safety nets some conservative one day is gonna take that little clip of me saying white piece of shit apologist (laughs) or whatever and be like see um, but I just uh, I don't know. It's annoying. It also feels like he got a lot of mileage out of being very unspecific. There, he yeah, never gave us any, like exactly what is it like. He said they're teaching critical race theory. Prove it to me. Read me from the manual. Yeah. What is the exact wording? Do right. they do they use the phrase critical race theory? Because if not, you're a liar. But who are conflating anti-racist behavior in a do, uh, in a business with, th- with like the the newest boogeyman? Doesn't that make you sad for the viewers? That, like, you guys are so stupid that you can't even catch this shit. Like, you can't catch the fact that he didn't tell you anything. Anything. But made you yeah. think all of the things without telling you anything. Without anything checkable. If he had you to, can't Google any of no, this. No, because if he had to tell you anything, he would be telling you that he's full of shit. Like, he would be presenting things that disprove what he... 
what he is saying is the thing. Like, if he right. presented the document, you would be like, it's the same thing as the Matt Gates thing. And that's why— Like, I, you stop yes. mid-sentence. It's the same reason, like, why through her entire show, every single soundbite that you heard of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and the little girl and the little boy and, like, all of the people— Like, it's all cut into super tiny clips to make them say that shit. Yeah. And I get that and, on well, TV and get rid the of camera's all, changing To get rid shit. of all the nuance, especially. Yeah. That's what they can't stand. No. Because once you get into the weeds of what they're actually talking about, you realize, like, oh, they're, yeah, they're not being one-sided no. or flippant. Yeah. They're being, like, they're just trying to talk about real deep, like, topics. Yeah. That you want to reduce to sound bites. Because every time one of her guests brings up something, you just hear Laura go, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Just that, like, dismissive laugh. Like, of course we all know this is bullshit. I don't have to prove it to you. No. I don't need to show you facts. No, I can just make horrible edits in a Biden speech and right. make you believe whatever I want you to. Because you're not going to look this up. You're just going to listen to me. And because you already, like, we share the same biases, <laughs> the same Be- ideology. If she is being honest, like, you're going to listen to me because, let's face it, you're not going to turn to CNN before Tucker comes on. Right. You're waiting for him. You're going to listen to the woman. Yeah. Uh, so she, so it goes to commercial after that. She comes back with one clip where it's the, uh, left-wing media talking about Andrew Cuomo in a good light a Months while ago. ago. Right, and that's then, fucked up. Yeah, and then she just throws shade at him about, like, the yeah. media. Okay, whatever. Fair and enough. Then, and then it goes off. And so, like, none of that's important. Um, based on what you've heard today, what rating do you want to give her? Uh, for at least August 11th. I don't know. I could give her an, like, I knew. I knew well, she, she's been around since, we, we didn't go into her biography. She's been around since the 80s. Yeah. She was like Reagan. She's been, um, I've known her for a long time. So I know I'm fine with classifying her as among the worst. The the Tuckers of the world, you know, the, um, I don't know, treasonous fraud, somewhere in there. I don't know if she's full-blown fascist. I, I think she's a fraud, probably. I don't know if she's been around since the 80s. Hold on. I'm pretty sure she was pre-Clinton. Uh, I don't think, oh, it, not on has. TV. She's been a political force. She was writing speeches or some shit before um, she got on TV. You might, you're, I think you're right. I'm almost positive she wrote for Bush or or uh, maybe Reagan. One of the 80s kind of uh, GOPers. I know she's been on uh, on the radio and TV for over a decade. Yeah, I, I mean, she was. I know before nine eleven, she was an established name before nine eleven. So, because I remember her being a talking head through a lot of um, uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. She first became a host in. Uh, MSNBC in 1996 became a CBS commentator um, also in the 90s. And then, right. yeah, she, I don't know. It, I don't see I, anything I, about. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I think she's the one I'm thinking of that she was a speechwriter or some. She had like an entry level job for a state senator who became a president. I don't, I don't know. remember. We'll have to we'll have to figure that out. But at the very least, she's been around since the nineties. Yeah, so she's been around for a long time. I know based on what I know of her that she's worse than even this episode has presented her. So I don't know that like I would be willing to say that she's like. <sighs> oh, you're right. She worked as a speechwriter in the Reagan administration yeah. in the late eighties, and then as a judicial clerk. Um, for the Second Circuit Court of Appeals in New York for the I, United States Supreme New, Court, Clarence New Thomas. York. 
Oh, really? Really? Yeah, Claire, she, I didn't know that. She worked for Clarence Thomas, and then That's surprising. She uh, became a. She also worked for a law firm after that, and then that's became, not surprising. Yeah, and then became a media host in the nineties. So, right, you yeah. become a talking head yeah, eventually. You're right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, I, so I know based on her career that I'm, I'm willing to put her in the most severe category because I know, like, she. If you go back to the eighties and look at her stance on homosexuality, or the nineties with gay marriage, things that she's had to walk back because history has just marched on and makes her look like a monster. Right. I'm willing to classify her as the worst. I think based on today's evidence, I would say she's as bad as Tucker Carlson. I would, yeah, I would say though that she, yeah, I would. Right, like treasonous I, seems to be the, the area we're throwing the pundits in. Yeah, I would. I'll give her treasonous. I would. I honestly believe that we could go so far as to calling her a fascist. I would. No, I personally, knowing her whole career, yeah. think that's what I would put her. But as. I will. We for, can save that for a past. We can, we can prove that on a f- future episode. Right. Um, I would say that we we can call her treason just because of the rhetoric she uses. I do think that she does it for personal gain, though. So I do think that there is an argument to be made that she's 100% a fraud. I think that she could be on MSNBC saying the exact same shit for for the Democrats or liberal from the liberal perspective with the same smugness and, and shittiness the same and bad jokes right. and shit. And I, I feel like she would do that just to make the money. Like, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, and that's probably why Tucker Carlson is such a, compa- a fair comparison. He was uh, a... We 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 classified him as a treasonous yeah. slash fraud. Yeah, I think that I think we should we should classify her the same way. Um, so we will uh, we'll call her a tree uh, a a tra- a trod. This guy who just pops off and undermines the Constitution, and this guy is a complete fraud. Somebody said treasonous. I mean, yeah, I guess why not? That was weird. Those just played back to back <laughs> on their own. Um, a treasonous fraud is a trod. It's a trod. That's what we'll call it. A free. It's happened too many times for us not to have a term. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, although I am glad that we didn't. If I think we would have gone full blown fascist uh, if we would, even if we would have listened to her, uh, one of her more recent ones on Afghanistan. But I don't want. I think that we're going to have a different conversation about Save Afghanistan yeah. when we get there, and I don't need Laura Ingram to be a part of it. Uh, I think that there is another argument to be made, um, more so than listening to her ridiculousness. So um, that's going to be it for this week, but we will be back soon. Um, let me see here. Frank, can you please hold on? That will bring us to the end of another episode, uh, but we will be back before we go. Frank, can you please tell the people where they can find us? Um, well, Brandon, we have a Facebook page. We, we can also be found on Twitter because we have not been kicked off yet. <laughs> True. Give it time. True. Uh, we are at un, uh, Real we have, Un-American. We have that in common with the Taliban, but not Trump, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Who's the real enemy, people? <laughs> Uh, you can also follow us on our personal accounts at UnAmericanB, at Fevered Heart, that's me, and uh, for Jim at American Actual J. Awesome. And uh, yes, you can also follow us, like, subscribe, share, and review. Episodes are avail- avail- available. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> weekly. Uh, and of course, bonus content is available at patreon.com slash unamerican. Um, so go check that out. And as always, we appreciate your support we of do. the show. So with that being said, thank you, Frank, for being here tonight. And thank you to our listeners. We will return next week. But before we go, our dishonorable mentions this week are Barry Loudermilk. That's amazing. From Georgia. Wait, whoa. Say that last name. Barry Loudermilk. Loudermilk uh, from Georgia. That is like literally. That is the kid who had to be homeschooled because he got picked on a lot. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, Frank Lucas of Oklahoma. Blaine Luke. Great first name. Yep. Blaine Luke DeMeyer (laughs) of Missouri. Nicole Maliotakis of New York. They're throwing all the hard ones at you this week. They really are. Tracy Mann of Kansas, Brian Mast of Florida, Kevin McCarthy of California, Lisa McLean of Michigan. Um, And you, of course, as our listener, have the uh, privilege of, if you live in their state, you can vote against these fascists and put them in a future unemployment line. Thanks. Un-American is a Feverheart production. It is hosted by Brandon Condick, Franklin Everhart, and Jim Hillman. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. Contact us at unamericanpod at yahoo.com. And be sure to support us on Patreon for exclusive bonus content.